Welcome again to Just a Ride. This is episode number 13, Oof. Baker's Dozen. Yeah. I'm Jeff. I got Shaden over there. What's up? Got Zach. Hello. I forgot the Baker's Dozen was 13. I was sitting over here like, guys, we already did I don't 12. Get it. They're like, it's a Baker's, Baker's Dozen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from like all the, the middle middle ages, doesn't it? Or something? Yeah, I don't know. When people rip any people off or something. I don't remember. I don't remember why. Someone can tell us. Well, hello, people. Hello. I think I think the, the theory was that they made one for them. That could be, wasn't it? Twelve for you, one for me, kind of thing. Maybe. Or I like you, so I'll give you a little extra. What baker would do Fuck that? That's trying to be, you know, maybe it was money. maybe it was one that they're like they're just expecting the first one to be fucked up because the first <laughs> like, like pancakes, the first pancake you make is always the shitty one. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to tell us because you know there's like a, a real economic <laughs> yeah. reason for it. We can you probably Google the shit and get an answer, but yeah, yeah. But that takes a few but seconds. The, or we can have our, our lovely audience. Somebody will do it for yes. us. It's so much way more fun to hear from somebody else for that. Yeah, calling us out, showing you know, looking stuff up, figuring it out. That's the way it goes. Well, we got a bunch that we want to talk to about today, but we always want to start now with the police story. You want the police story? Yeah. All right. I want to hear so, the first ride along with your dad. Okay. First ride along with this uh, many, classic many, many years ago, back when I was just a boy, didn't have hair, but I hardly ever had hair. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think you ever had hair. No. I was working in uh, central Washington-ish area, and uh, my dad came for my first ride along. So you got to understand that. You know, me becoming a police officer for my dad was a was a big deal because, rightfully so, I was kind of a fuck up for a long time, and sure? I'm I, I don't think that I, I think he was shocked that I wasn't behind the bars and I actually became a police officer. Anyway, right. he was pretty goddamn proud of me, and that was cool. So he finally got to go for a ride along with me, right? And, the and everything day, went perfectly, and that's the end of the story. Oh yeah, we just hugged, and he <laughs> held my hand the whole time, and you know, son, I'm so proud of you. That's yeah. when I realized I had you know like this. You no, had a good cry. The cats in the cradle played in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoon. <laughs> Son, I'm so proud. No, um, blue in the man no, actually, I remember the first three calls. I think first off that day, I got my 1996 Chevy Caprice. We called them the turtle car, the turtle cars. <laughs> Mine had just got a brand new engine, put in the uh, uh, Corvette, the LT1 mm. engine. Those were never good-looking cars, but they were always They fast. were ugly, but goddamn, they were fast. They yeah. were fun to drive. Yeah. Those, they those, could take a beating, too, right? Or well, no? I mean, we'd beat the shit out of those things anyway. Yeah. Never, never buy a police too. car from an auction. It's a, oh, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> those Corvettes, too, I feel like the, the nose looked sexy. The cab area looked sexy, and they got to the back, and they're like, what do we do? And you go, oh, don't oh, get just, me wrong. Just chop it off. It's <laughs> don't get like, me wrong. Well, have you seen like the, They just cut it off on the assembly line. Our creativity is over here. Have you seen the Caprice? Car that we're no, talking about? No, I haven't. Yeah, they call them the turtle car. They're ugly as fuck. We'll pull one up. Um, <laughs> they really were. They, they really, yeah, but they're really fast. Even when they were brand new, it's like, really, guys? This is the best we could do, huh? <laughs> yeah, some of the cops. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Dad and I are rolling. We just cleared a call. I remember we were laughing because he's he's like, I didn't I didn't know you knew how to fight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, where the hell did you learn how to do that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Growing up, you. I learned it from watching you. Exactly. <laughs> um... No, my dad was not a fighter. Um, anyway, go to stop a car and, and end up getting in a pursuit. And uh, so, of course, that's super exciting for dad. Brand new car. Get to try out the, the Corvette engine. And we get out. of the, It was a small city, so we got out of the city pretty quick. Started going out in the county. And where I worked, it was mostly desert with 
areas of patchy trees, basically. And this guy goes off the road and crashes and runs into one of the only areas of patchy trees. And it's probably 40, 50 acres large. Okay. And you got to understand, in this time, a bunch of small agencies in the area, and then you had county and state, which were pretty uh, pretty spread out. And then uh, we didn't have dogs. Nobody had dogs back then. Okay. I mean, we had to go sniff around and do our own shit. <laughs> so I actually was able. You I, were barking. Yeah, barf, barf. I, I ran out of my car, ran to the other the other side of the tree line where he would come out, as fa- and I went around the trees as fast as I could. So I was pretty certain that he was tucked down in there. So I just waited for about a half hour for about nine or ten other guys to show up from other units that were free uh, to come help me. So what I did was I just lined everybody up on this tree line. I, I left my dad with my car. I'm on the other side the whole time and told, I had told him if he runs out, get on the radio and just tell me. <laughs> if he pops out this way, just tell me. An honorary deputy so he, today. Yeah, dad. so he stayed with the car and uh, everybody gets there. Sorry, I keep ticking. I have something stuck in my tooth. <laughs> I have a toothpick stuck in my tooth. That's what's going on. Anyway, I get everybody there, and I say, we're, what we're going to do is we're just going to, everybody try to stay in a straight line. We're just going to push the brush all the way to the end. Last guy, you stay where you're at. We're going to move the whole line down there. We'll push through it. It'll take about three times to push through. That's about it. If he's not in here, he's not in here. And I had a rock in my hand. It was about the size of a tennis ball. And I used to pitch when mm-hmm. I was in... Southpaw. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, growing up, I, I used to pitch. So I can throw the ball pretty hard. He'd broad dog that shit. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I was explaining what I wanted to do, I saw this white thing in front of me and just kind of chucked the rock. I'm like, I'm going to start this way. And I just threw it. And I made, it made this thud kind of a sound. It was a really kind of strange sound, but I didn't pay a lot attention to it. But that was my line. So I beelined on this white whatever whatever it was. I didn't know what it was. Well, what it ended up being was my suspect, who originally had a red shirt on, wow. but he had taken his shirt off. What are the odds of that, I wonder? <laughs> Did you even do the math for that? <laughs> I didn't. That's astronomical. And I, and I wasn't that far away from him, 15, 20 Ow. yards, but he was behind enough brush and shit that I couldn't tell what it was. It's just what I saw. So... Tell me you hit him in the head. No, I hit him in the ribs. Ooh. And I hit him hard enough that I had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> and he ended up having a broken rib. <laughs> and I had to explain <laughs> in my report why my suspect had a broken rib. <laughs> That's well, gotta you, be. I, I thought about drawing my weapon, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to David and Goliath this. Exactly. <laughs> That's like a conscientious way And then to I went around. Oh, it's biblical. They can't get mad. <laughs> so as I'm walking, I'm laughing. And... and Nervously laughing, I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't, I don't that, that sucked. That I really did not mean to do that, but it's funny as hell." <laughs> and you know what? Eh, you know, it's kind of like giving me a play stupid. If you run from the police, prizes. it's like handing it's, just, it's like do. handing the police a kick my ass free card. <laughs> if you run, that's just the truth. Right? That's, that's that's an honest answer. So I didn't have to kick his ass, but I accidentally hit him with a rock. That was enough, and it was really <laughs> awkward to try and explain this and, and keep an my kick. job. <laughs> so, but I'm walking back to the car and I see all this smoke. And, I, and I'm like, oh, shit, what's that from? I thought it was the suspect's vehicle. Now we get back there. It's my car. 
My engine caught on fire. My brand new engine oh. caught on fire and I lost oh. my car. Your dad's <laughs> in the car like, no, he was out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not do that. Actually, I believe he had a fire extinguisher and was trying to put it out. Yeah. Right? It was spraying the fire. I thought about radioing you, but you seemed busy. So. <laughs> I should say this, like one of the, probably, probably the most entertained person out there is whoever reads your reports for all these things. Cause I've, I've heard you like oh my do God. some of the reports and shit. Yeah, I, I'm sure that one was a pretty good one. Does anybody yeah. read the reports? Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. good question. <laughs> All <do>. of them. <laughs> I'm wondering. I was just. I wondered that a suspect was named. Uh, was said to be five foot twelve, and I argued with the lady. I'm like, you're like, I'm like, so six foot. She's like, no, five twelve. I'm like, yeah, six six foot. She said, no, he wasn't six foot. He was five twelve. Okay. So I literally put suspect information, white male, blah, 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 five foot 12. And, and the sergeant saw that and he called me and I had to explain the whole story. He's like, I'm leaving it. <laughs> Good. It's technically so not somewhere wrong. in well, record, wrong, there but... is a, uh, uh, description of a five foot 12 white male some of that some of that shit you have to pay forward man i was when i was working for the car rental place we had cars we would lease for the summertime when we're busy and then we'd sell them at auction or you know get rid of them and i had to inspect all of them before we sent them back so you know you're looking in the trunk checking to make sure they have spare tires so i got this kia soul a little mm-hmm. hatchback job a hamster car right mm. and i was like it was like my 30th car i had looked through this day you know so i'm just kind of like in the rhythm i lift up the hatch and lift up the cover to check if it has a spare tire and somebody had stuffed a beat to shit like chucky doll in there <laughs> like oh my God. positioned to like that look up awesome. like straight up at you when you lifted it and i lifted it up and i was like <laughs> that's good somebody played a long joke and they knew they wouldn't be there when it paid off the thought of what it would be like and i was like somebody's gonna look at this at auction and i just closed it <laughs> let the joke continue sometimes you just have to pay it forward yes that's fucking awesome so your dad is putting out the fire and you're in this vehicle and that's that's how it ended that's really just how it ended yeah i had to go to the hospital and um what do you think what do you think of your job after that? Like, wow, that was weird. You baseball, you stri- threw a strike and broke Fully. a guy's rib. I think that was pretty cool. You know, well, he he rode with me a couple times here too, um, and he was so damn easy to entertain. Hmm. Um, you know, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna stop this car," and he's like, "For what?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." Thing they were quite doing. honestly bullshit reason that I would stop the car for, which is real, but I can stop you for it. The reality is, I just saw you come from a drug house, but I have to come up with something i can't say you came from a drug house because that's a fishing expedition but you drive shitty cars and that doesn't pay off very well usually so <laughs> then i have a legal reason all the anyway, libertarians listening to this right now are like you motherfucker uh, hey i'm just telling you i mean that's the reality of what the job was but you know whether it be a drug and but drugs go with other crimes too so it's not mm-hmm. just a drug thing all right but i can i'd stop car and arrest you know the driver and the passengers he's like how do you know he was just just blown away like it was like some sixth sense and i mean i guess to some degree it would be and it's but it's just like it's it's criminal profiling that's exactly what it is right i'm watching i know what criminals do and and they're following patterns of a criminal and they're probably going to be criminals in the car it's 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 like nope it's not rocket science my son's a magician and i appreciate (laughs) that (laughs) but i would also take it to call we go to call dealer out of my hat (laughs) (laughs) he had the hardest time Observing, observing is very difficult for my dad because he's chatty like me, and and I got to tell you what, he would have made a great fucking cop. Mm. He can, I mean, my dad can talk to me. Yeah, yeah, he's and great. And people will talk to him, and they'll give him information. 
and it's, I at some point I would just stop shutting him up and I would just let him talk and he gets some just amazing information just really good just out of his natural skills oh, and, and that's right. really all it is is talking to people and then listening to what they say it'd be cool to have your dad on the show and your dad on the show one day because <laughs> they're both yeah. awesome men would be cool it'd be really yeah. cool to have them you know just talk to him see what's up yeah i think that uh there's like some after living with you and getting a bit more of a lens on you know the other side of the perspective of that equation i find myself thinking that i wish certain people that i've known of would be cops just so they could pull me over and i could enjoy that like for an example if mr rogers pulled me over i would be so thrilled with that whole interaction no matter how it went <laughs> just trying to imagine mr rogers doing a traffic stop on me or the crocodile hunter crocky fuck you'd be fucking going pretty fast here right let me let me see your cloaca now, this, this here is an 03 civic the most dangerous car in the world <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That would be fun. Who else would be good like that? I don't even know. I have no sure idea. There's a lot. Send us your favorite. Pee Wee Herman. I don't know. <laughs> well, I remember my ride along. That was. I've only done one ride along. Mm -hmm. That was eye opening for me. And you wrote. You've done a ride along too. Yeah. Have Yours you ever was done one short. Before? It, it was a partial ride along. Mine was pretty short and not super eventful. Mm -hmm. Went to like one potential DV thing and checked yeah. out some spots and went real fast a couple times. That was about mm -hmm. it. But. I got to, I mean, I was wearing like a black shirt, but I got to go up to the door with you guys when you guys were doing, uh, they had shields and shit. And I was like, I'm pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. we had a, that's right. What did we have? Was that a hostage? We had a legit hostage yeah. situation that night, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, I had thought it was a super eventful night. Like I saw some people I knew. It's like, oh man, you're- Did we have the van come out that night too? Did I actually do a negotiation? No, I didn't see that. Or did we get him out before then? I might've had to go home. I don't know. I'm did, not or, sure. Yeah. <laughs> or it did I make you go home? It might've I might've. Not, yeah. This I, was I, before you were the head negotiator guy or the negotiating team. This was like, I was think, that pre-negotiating team? So okay, so yeah, I don't know. Did, I, did I? But I remember I was out there and, and it was like your sergeant or something. He's like, get him out of here. <laughs> I was like out there like behind you guys, kind of with the thing. Yeah, get yeah, him, that get was him out of here. yeah. <laughs> I, I, the car. I, I knew, like, I knew. Oh. Was, I remember seeing him coming. Like, Come I'm, I'm like, one of the boys. I'm one of the boys right now. I have zero He's train. Make you leave, and I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay here and see what happens. Yeah, this it was interesting. One. The best part was you saying, "I'm gonna sick, sick my dog on you," and I'm like, "Am I the dog?" Oh, the other call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. I, I, he I'm doesn't have dog. a duck. <laughs> yeah, I'll bark. I can bark. Kind of. And then I start, my, my voice break. It worked. Oh, shit. <laughs> damn it. I'm a chihuahua. Did it work? That, that one worked, didn't oh, it? Oh, fucking yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah, he dropped. Absolutely. That was, I was just like, damn, dude, nice. That <laughs> was just instant, too. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I'd, I'd love, I wish I wish we could have done more. We never got to do another one. So You want me to just go back on? And, I mean, I'm, get back I still to have commission. Get I back mean, to work, yeah, buddy. Just come out of, uh, yeah. pull a Michael Jordan. The county I live in now, they've been, so they've been begging for number. me to come work for them. I mean, you know. You tried baseball. It wasn't as good. You were still pretty good at baseball for a normal person, but now you got to go back <laughs> yeah. to basketball where you were really good. we got to change your number because we already retired it in like all the stadiums. So, but yeah, and then I can go do a ride along. I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's your police story for this week, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now we wanted to... We've been looking at all the mail coming in and stuff, and I have been, and it just made me think of like, man, I want to talk about like the good men in our lives. Like, just maybe pick one and just kind of brag on them for a minute. Like, what? I don't why are they good men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about your dad. He's certainly one of them. He is. Uh, he's my one. But I'll just start. Like, I I just have he's like my oldest friend, and uh, and I don't know. It, it, when I was thinking about this, it's like well, who in my life has these qualities? And there's quite a few. I'm sitting next to two people that are, I think are great men. 
but there's one that's I'm not going to name his name and stuff, but he he made a bunch of mistakes, tons of mistakes in life, just like I did. He was my friend, so that was his first mistake. <laughs> but he, uh, I don't know, he was just a reasonable person. Uh, he, he he takes criticism really well. He takes uh, he's got good ideas and that kind of stuff. But good dad, good husband. He's a teacher, probably one of the best teachers in that school. That's probably what his students would say I've, I've met some that have said that and i've heard about some that have said that um yeah i don't know like what is it that makes a good man to you like for for me it's just i don't know the guy kind of checks all the boxes he's not like an outdoorsy guy he's not a guy that can fix your car but he's fucking a, such a good dad and when he sets his mind to a goal like not everything is he just going to be super disciplined about but when he does set his goals he like I don't know. He always kind of made the thing. Being a teacher isn't easy. It's a lot of school. It's a lot of like, ugh. I think, I think those are big big tenets of what makes a quality man, in my opinion, is the, uh, the ability and the follow-through to take responsibility for mm-hmm. things and um, to work towards, be actively working towards the outcome that you desire. Mm-hmm. I think those, because that's, that's what I'm hearing from what you're talking about is like, you know, it doesn't, a good man doesn't always have to be this cookie cutter, like he, he can fix your car, right. he plays yeah. baseball and you know, like yeah. he, it can be any flavor, but those, those things seem to be a constant theme in all of them where you take responsibility for shit, especially your own shit. Mm-hmm. And and then you step up and you work to make the changes you want to see happen, and I mean that's 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 the primary reason I have such respect for my dad, who would be my guy. Which is I'm I'm <laughs> I recognize I'm lucky to be able to say that because a lot of my male friends are like, no, my dad was a piece of shit, you know, and like I I didn't have that. My dad was fucking great, not without his flaws, but I think that all the best guys that I know were have fucked up a lot and then took responsibility for it and yeah. worked to that's exactly to my point they worked to make it better you know and my dad was that for sure he got he got dealt a shitty hand and he wasn't innocent in it coming along but he chose to take that and turn it into something positive specifically for me and he spent a lot of time teaching me how to be a good man and how to actually believe in something and it turns out we didn't end up believing in the same things necessarily as far right. as theology is concerned i mean shit we had that conversation i remember i was like 21 22 and i finally sat down with my dad and had to tell him look i'm not i'm, I'm not a christian and i don't believe the stuff that you believe so you can't keep holding me to that standard <laughs> or else it's going to damage our relationship you know and yeah. it was terrifying for me to do that because okay. i've been a massive daddy's boy my entire life and i'm like what if this destroys my relationship with my dad you know i don't know how i'm going to bounce back from that and it was weird like it was rough for a little while it was a big adjustment period but really but for we, how long for well like it was it was a big emotional thing you know the week of like it was just kind of like a big you know like but then it kind of just got put to the back burner and we resumed the rest of our good relationship but it would be like a you know like we'd snipe at each other for like probably a good year or so after that where we would just be like you know he'd be like well i'm praying for you and i'd be like well don't <laughs> you know like that kind of just little shit you know and, and or he would like take a dig or it seemed like he was just waiting for me to come to my senses for a while which right. offended me you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so but but it was never super overt and 
we ended up gaining a whole new level of respect for one another, being able to disagree on that, but respect each other's rational viewpoints on it and being able to have discourse without, you know, it damaging our relationship. And I think I've been able to have a good relationship, like a really great relationship with him because we got that shit taken care of. You know, I don't think that my relationship with him would be as quality if I just kind of let that sit out in the in the ether yeah. you know without addressing it so what do you, big you, kudos to him because there's a lot of parents that would be like i raised you that way and you threw it in my face and now you're a disappointment to me and i don't know how to interact with you anymore like, yeah a lot of parents super common yeah. yeah so good on him that's admirable by itself yeah before i ask jeff like what what do you admire about your i mean i'm sure there's a thousand things but what would you say you admire about him the most as a person i think um I think I admire about my dad that he was not wired to be a patient person. You know, like when I was younger, I remember him really easily losing his patience, but he's one of the most patient and um, understanding people that I know at this point in my life. And I with know everybody. that it was hard fought with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it was hard fought. And and he's also at the same time not afraid to give his genuine opinion, even if he's afraid that you will lose respect for him or not agree mm. with him. He'll just he'll just he'll just give it to you and deliver it in a way that kind of leaves you feeling like, well, I can't be mad at you for feeling that way, even if I disagree with you because of the way you presented it. And I learned that from him, and it's been a hugely valuable tool in my life. So he's know, a so. great communicator too. Yeah, excellent communicator. Man. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. That so that's for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just talk about our dads. I'll tell you about my dad later. Well, but Jeff, yeah, where, where are you at with that, man? Who's, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't... Did you put your dad there, too? I couldn't start this conversation without men. starting my dad first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, my dad has been the uh, the most consistent thing in my life. He's always been there for me. Um, just circumstantially or not, I mean, he's, you know, he's... You know, I grew up with him uh, after my parents split and anytime i've ever had issue or had to come come to somebody for for advice or for help of of any sort <clears throat> it's always been him first and not yeah yeah to do it and so. he's got so many admirable 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 qualities that's the word yeah that's i mean word. It's, it. I, I mean ironically <laughs> i i just i ran across i ran across a uh a video a video clip that i'd taken it's actually two years old but uh, he does a stand-up comedy routine up that. in Pierce. It was actually uh, pretty good. Every yeah. year. Yeah, he's funny. And he's, yeah. my dad is funny, and he remembers every goddamn joke that you can tell. He remembers jokes that I told him as a little kid, and he still tells them to me. I remember being I blown away that. by that, watching that video, where he, like, he obviously had like a, a reminder sheet of like, oh, tell this joke. But yeah. once he started, then he never wasn't like down. reading it. And no, he, he never was, does. He was just there. So yeah. last year, yeah. he did a half-hour set. Mm-hmm. All new jokes, no, and he off the top of his head, he just knew what he was going to do. That's awesome. It was a lot better show, and it, it was great because he actually had a really big crowd, and they did it at the bar last time. The really nice bar over there, cool. so awesome. it was, so it's getting bigger. And uh, yeah, he op- and he's the cold opener. That's so cool. It's badass. He I mean, just the courage that it takes to do that. And I, see, I know my dad, so I get to watch him for days go through the highs and lows of getting ready to do that. I mean, oh, it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. I and I. I Something I've always wanted to do. You know what? I haven't strapped on a pair of balls and gone and done it yet. So stand-up comedy. Uh, like I, I'm happy to play music, but I, I'm still like a you know 
kind of just used to being terrified but stand-up comedy to me it's like i would love to it's my favorite like art form it was most of my life but i'm too scared i feel that <laughs> i i have that same respect for my dad when he because uh, he was a preacher for most of my formative years yeah. and, and like stand up there and i was just like dude like regardless of how you feel about you know what's being preached the uh, the act the, of it the, is, yeah the act of it and he was always I mean, I mean, he got better with time like everybody does, but he, even from the get go, he was just good at it, man. And yeah. I was, I, I respect that because like you say, when you're, when you're playing music, you can kind of hide behind a, a persona or a mm-hmm. character. And like a mask mates. or something. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> like owl masks exactly. are generally yeah, I really took that literally. Somebody told me that once and I was like, all right, get a mask or write that down. <laughs> Um, but I, when you're preaching or when you're up there doing comedy, you don't get to hide behind no. shit. It's Particularly just, it's when just you, when you the know? height of what's going on, you need a re, you are expecting a particular response, and if you don't get that, it's oh. like uh, I'll just I'll <laughs> just I'll just go hang I'm myself waiting. out back right yeah. now. Yeah. I'll see myself. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a so. good way to get a real thick skin or just like yeah. a need a phobia. But so you know, it's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh shit. Yeah, and I, you know, throughout. You know, life. I've got to watch my dad make mistakes and bounce back, and and uh, you know, I've followed into some of his mistakes, and and you know, you, I laugh because you know, you know, I'm always joking. I've been married and divorced a few times, and mm-hmm. it's one right underneath him. But what's funny is I've noticed is I, I look at the wives that he's had and their personalities and, and and the issues that occurred, and I just followed him right along. Boom, 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 boom. Exactly the same, you know. So you didn't break the cycle. So, no. <laughs> no. Maybe next generation. But the end of the cycle looks at home. Like, yeah, my dad's, you know, he's been happily married for years and has an mm. awesome wife and, you know, she's, she's a great lady. Oh, so you have um, that to look forward to if you continue the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So exactly. that's, I think that's where I'm at now. So, broken so I'm there. Uh, I'll just, you know. Just never going to get the government involved again, and and everybody's cool with that. Hey, so more power to you, you know. <laughs> um, but no, his tenacity and in his his uh, just his caring and what he does. I mean, he helps everybody. He's a, he's a helper guy, and he's a hard worker. You know, and almost that overcommit, under under deliver because too much shit is going on. Mm. And uh, no, he still finds time to work out every day and take care of himself and the guy's 78 years old he's kind of a legend in a Almost. few places in this in the in northwest too huh he's the bear man of north idaho right he's like the that's kind of what he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, he's a, the one that got me started bear hunting him well yeah. my my uncle really who also was one of my heroes that passed away and you know he you know he deserves props too but i mean yeah i can only pick one at a time and sure <laughs> yeah so and and to grow up and and now be the age that I am and, and be fortunate enough to have a father who took the goddamn time to take care of himself to still be here for me mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then see traits that I love about myself that are him and traits that I can't stand about myself that are him <laughs> and, and be able to look at us and, and see this like, Oh my God, we're so much alike, but we are so different in so many ways. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know what it took? I mean, I think just like, I guess that's a quite it might be different for you maybe it's the same but have you lived your life pretty much trying to make sure that your father was pleased of you yeah yeah I think I've tempered that a bit as I've gotten older you know I'm trying I've I've sort of schooled myself to stand a bit more on my own merit and you know if my dad I it's more like I hope my dad likes this not I'm terrified that my dad won't like this you know but I still his opinion will always matter a great deal to me so yeah right, I think right. so 
That sucks because it's like that's exactly how I feel. But I haven't talked to my dad, and you know, right. except for one t- one time in two decades. And it's like I think I really am. I it might be why I do what I do in some sense. But it's like if I do enough things, maybe my daddy will notice me and think I'm cool or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty, it is. I, so it is natural among men. So it is natural so. for men with fathers in their life to have this want and willingness to please them and, and have their fathers proud of them and, and see them as a man. I think even if you don't have your dad in your life, you still have a, a bit of that. You just don't know where to put it. You, right. know, you might seek out other men yeah. to try and impress too. I yeah. find that all the time. I I spent a lot of my life, like my dad was, my dad is a great man, I think. I, it, we just don't get along and we don't talk. But I spent a lot of my time looking for wise men. Like when I found Google, I mean, I, I used it for conspiracy theories too much, but I also looked <laughs> I looked for things that were like, Stuff I'd never heard before. You know, I found a lot of philosophers that I've ended up reading because I was just, you know, looking for wise people. And, you know, I've listened to people. Tell that, me I'm a good boy for playing yeah. the guitar, it, Google. Right? I thought you were just looking Please for, like, help. boys' camps so somebody to play basketball with you or something. No, no, I would find, like, a George Carlin or I would find a, uh, you know, I can't even tell you how many different. George Carlin, things. fuck yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed. Oh, it. Man, I mean, you could say I'm a dick, Zach. It's okay. <laughs> I'm too. Whenever I'm in podcast mode, I, I'm listening, but I'm also like, "Darn, I got a thing in it." Yeah, maybe I'll forget Sorry. what I'm saying. No, Sorry. I fucked you up, didn't I? No, see, it payback, right? It's I, pay, good. I fucked you it's up. Good. The last couple. Of my times. how the turns have tabled. And yes, they have. <laughs> well, I, I picked a friend as my my good man, uh, and I guess the the qualities that I I find interesting with him and, and that I admire a lot is uh, tempered reason mixed with an ability to live life well and enjoy life like my friend is the kind of guy where i don't think he's his goal and he's told his kids this he's like i'm not gonna i'm not leaving you a bunch of money you got to figure out how to make a bunch of money i'm gonna go and give you experiences and i'm gonna spend the money on you while i'm here and and so they've been to baseball games and football games and uh disneyland and all the fun places and they've traveled a lot and these kids are richer for it. I mean, he's not spoiling. He is spoiling them. But he's spoiling them with time with his parents and experiences. And and mixed with this reason where, I mean, you know, a lot of people look at, at teachers as like one political side or one kind of ideology and stuff. And he's he's really a very well-reasoned and, and calm person in the midst of a sea of that. And he, he brings me perspectives that... that change my mind all the time it's kind of like you with the policing where it's just like you know you have these assumptions about police or about teachers which are very similar and different apparently you know different polars yeah lot. yeah that polar takes, opposite but different that yeah, takes a lot idea. to be that kind of person because it's something that has to be cultivated i don't mm-hmm. think that's natural for almost anybody like right. i went to a, I went to um this training clinic for part of my um counseling thing i did in my senior year of high school and they explained it and it stuck with me my whole life but they explained it as pack pac mm-hmm. and if you write pac vertically on either side of the page and then make a seesaw in between them all mm-hmm. p is parent a is adult c is child and they said this is this is the psychological standpoint that anybody will shift in and if somebody approaches you as a parent energy you know like scolding or trying to correct you or, or you know bearing lording over you in some way or establishing themselves as superior to you in whatever the context is, your automatic knee-jerk response is to assume the child psychology, you know, to either rebel and, and try to turn the tables on them so that you get to assume the parent role, or to to become meek and go, you know, and becomes, you know, like, okay, like, just get off my, leave me alone, okay, I get it, I don't want to, you know, 
you, right. you retreat inward. But the middle ground is the perfect blend of the two, which is, they call it adult, you know? And it's like just not allowing the energy of other people to shift you automatically into the opposing um, chemistry. Or, yeah. yeah. And then they said, if you, the theory was, if you can maintain that, that adult psychological profile, anybody who's approaching you, whether they're coming at you from the child angle or from the parent angle, will eventually have to meet you in the adult thing or stop interacting with you mm. it's just due to i don't know the laws of psychology or whatever but mm. i found it to be true like i've kind of been testing it my whole life and it's not an easy thing to do especially when somebody's coming at you sideways yeah. <laughs> you're like whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could be adult or i could deck them in the mouth <laughs> i really want to deck them in the mouth <laughs> so what do you guys think about um because obviously we could go on and on about you know examples of good men whether it's people we know or people that we've observed mm -hmm. what do you guys think about i feel like our segment for advice i give myself is kind of like part and parcel with that in a sense because we're all dudes obviously and so we're giving ourselves dude advice for the most right. part i mean right. i would hope a lot of it's universal but what do you think about trying to do a recurring i don't know examination in the future of like constructing a good man you know like what, like let's pick apart and not necessarily like what is our idea of a good man but like like really kind of zero in on like what's what are some universal principles that really craft like a good man shit that we can kind of well, try to live man. up to or, or trustworthy school, you know mm -hmm. trustworthy yeah. Yeah. Uh, dependable mm -hmm. although puts a lot of weight on him uh, I, I really like how men are starting to be okay with being kind of a complete emotional package instead of just one little thing. Fuck yeah. I'd like to, to say, like, I think if you're a complete emotional package and you have it in check, you know, you know that you're a monster, but you're not a monster. So I think Jordan Peterson called it, like, dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I, I agreed with that. It's like yeah. most of the, the men I know are, 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 we, are, we discussing, are, are able to keep it in check. Are we discussing masculinity, which inherently is it's just a trait within men it, it's not good nor bad I don't it's know. just a trait that exists and it and it should exist because there's a reason for it to exist and when you learn what it is you have the choice to use it for good or for bad yeah That's i think really, it's positive or negative depending on how you apply it yeah. just right. like anything else yeah you know, for sure just like, like it, just like, like any tool you use you know i can take a screwdriver and screw in a screw or i can stab you in the eye with it mm -hmm. one of them is constructive one of them you deserved <laughs> but <laughs> might also be constructive <laughs> it's destructively constructive it's helping you know somehow just not your eye <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just feel like we could, I mean, there's a lot of, like, it's easy to throw out these blanket terms, but like, what does it mean to be trustworthy in certain right. contexts? You well, know, like we could, we could take it. And I mean, it's more than we could ever do in one episode, sure, I think, which to. is why we, would, I was thinking yeah. maybe we break it up, but like, you know, say, okay, so trustworthy, what does that mean? Trustworthy with, you know, your bank account, trustworthy with Definitely. A, a gun, trustworthy Definitely. with, you know, your, your, your girlfriend's trust. You Definitely. Know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I mean, yeah, there's not really too many things that, that you'd want a person to be untrustworthy in, I guess. So you'd want a person that kind of keeps to their word. But that's a person, so I'm looking yeah, for all people to be that way, I, I guess. I mean, isn't it really, I mean... To the best of their ability. I, I want a person that will do their best. That's the very first thing. Like, do the, the universe Which is not just a man quality. That's, a, that's a human yeah. quality. And I, and I think we need to almost... I, no, I think it's good to talk about men and women separately, of course, because there are differences. Yeah. But in some of the general purposes... 
whether you're a man or a woman, there are some basic There's principles. There's a ton that, of crossover, yeah. Of course. That you want, yeah, they, um, I want, yeah, I you want to be, be efficient and assertive and, you know, be in control of your, you know, emotional and, you know, rational sides and, and try to progress and try to take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, maybe and, let's and try to help others. Goal. I think the ultimate goal is it ends up being the similar, if not the same for both guys and girls. But I think the way that we approach it and, and the way that it manifests is different just because we're, we're because we fundamentally are, different. I, there, know, there's so. certainly a lot of goddamn advice we couldn't give to a woman because we don't fucking know. Right. right for so, sure. so yes, in that context, it makes sense. But I just hear it. I don't know. I guess in today's world, I feel like it needs to be just qualified once that if you're a woman and you're listening, <laughs> a lot of these things, yeah, apply to you too. Absolutely. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah we don't mean sure. to be that way. We just can't really speak about experiences. Like, we can speak We're just about recognizing our perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what, you know, some of my nine hundred sisters did, you know. Right. Yeah. You have a pretty but. good perspective on, on ladies from, from your background. <laughs> yeah. But how about we look at it from the opposite perspective? Like, what, what makes a really terrible man? Like, uh, that's different from maybe a female like what are some male traits yeah. mainly that well that's part of it too i mean the, looking at what makes a good man you got to look at the what doesn't right you have to look at the inverse that makes me too. think emotional yeah. maturity would probably be yeah. at the highly top of emotional list. responses yeah. you know is never good for anybody right? emotional maturity for men or women it's like emotional you can maturity. have your emotions for sure but and restraint yeah, which kind of ties in with Absolutely. that, but goes beyond it as well. Like just restraint in general, yeah. like don't, temperance. Don't don't be don't be a slave to your your knee jerk reactions to things, especially as a guy. I mean, yeah. girl, girls girls have it in a different manner, but guys, we're just fucking at, at our core, we're fucking gorillas that are just like, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> how dare you say that about it. me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. You know? And we we build we build a framework upon that to be better, but I think that's near. The the base of most of our you know our core operating procedures so it's like you gotta you have to learn to harness that and temper it and make it dance with you instead of just you know being a, a slave to it and being reactionary which yeah. is a lot easier said than done very i mean i think it's a, a lifelong journey in temperance from moment to moment but i think it's a valuable journey it's probably one of the more responsible adult things you can do is like, cause I mean, what is the problem in this world? A lot of the times there's many, but it seems like it is emotional maturity where you're not, you people talk past each other or just yell at each other. And it's like, what it, the world isn't drastically different than it used to be. People had, we had nuclear bombs pointed at everybody and people were civil to each other on some level that was a little bit more, I, I don't know. It, it's all relative, I'm sure. But it does seem like we're emotionally less mature than we've been when I was younger, but that could be my perspective too. But I don't know. The media people, they used to seem, just the talking heads seem like a kind of canary in the coal mine where there used to be a, a real respect level for the audience. And we're now actually, I think people we're just are getting... used to just disrespecting half the country because they they know it'll work or something or they know they'll get ratings or they know they'll keep the audience that they have. It sucks for discourse. Well, so all of that, all of that, in my view, and maybe I got my head up my ass, but... All of that is symptoms of that's macro symptoms of micro problems and I think that rather than trying to tackle it from the top down which mm. is too big for any one person yeah. I think tackling it from the bottom up is the best approach and it's not the approach that leads the quickest results unfortunately yeah you know it'd be nicer to just have a, ma a means to cut the head off the proverbial snake and be done with it but it's not feasible in this no. case you know so I mean it's easy to just sit and bitch about the macro problems but I think that spending that energy 
trying to address the micro issues that are actually creating those problems is is a better way to go. I agree. So, I just wonder my why, two cents. Well, I guess the question would be then: Were we ever emotionally like? I'm not even sure what benchmark I'm trying to put it at, but was there a time that we were mo- more emotionally mature? Am I making that up in my head because I'm you know cynical or and you know aging in a certain way, or? Is there a cause to maybe like let's talk about emotional maturity just with discourse and politics or something? You know? Well, two ideologies. Is it ideologies that make it so that people can't talk to each other in a rational way and want to dismiss each other as evil and shit? Or is it? I think something else. Is it media? The social media allowing people to to say a bunch of pejoratives to people and then. I think what we're getting is you know how I always talk about there's a personal life, a private life, and a secret life mm-hmm. uh, of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that personal life is kind of going away now. That's where you're out in public and acting your best. Well, now most people are communicating from within the homes, and I think that they're communicating with their in-the-home behavior. So you are seeing that people are behind closed doors. They're kind of assholes. (laughs) I mean, honestly, really. That's. I mean, that's why when you meet a couple... I mean, it happens all the time, right? You know a couple, you see them out every once in a while, they seem all great and happy, and then suddenly you hear they're getting divorced, you're like, oh my God, they they seem like such a happy couple, they seem so good. No, because behind closed doors, they're fucking assholes to each other, both of them. They spent that whole day trying to figure out how they were going to seem that way to you when they saw you at the bar. (laughs) He had to go buy her a new outfit and probably get her three glasses of wine. Lie to her and and tell her she didn't look fat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is it too hard? Is it too hard for human beings to empathize with this many people, these friends that we have in social media? Like we have hundreds or thousands of friends. Is it too hard? To if empathize? you really try to take empathy, I don't think all of them the seriously, yeah, yeah, that's an overload. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, but we're pretending that we, we've talked about this before, but we're, we're kind be- of pretending that we can while we're failing miserably at it. Right. Right. And, and yeah, it's like getting involved in other people's drama and pretending like we give a shit on Facebook. We just click something and we're yeah. off to our day. We don't care. We well, can't, if I, we can't if I, care. If I care. You won't get out of the house. I will will contact you. Yeah. Well, so I feel like, I feel like the antidote to a lot of that is to just be authentic about it instead of pretending because I think people view it as if you're not projecting some sort of manufactured empathy for everybody that shares a public space with you, which is now the world. If you have the internet, then the only other alternative is that you're an asshole or you're a piece of shit. And that's simply not true. Mm. I think I think the inverse is true. I think I think that no, I don't think so. I think that I think that owning the fact that you don't have the capacity to care about people that you really aren't connected with. I agree. I think I think that makes you. I think that makes you a good person. um, At the end of the day, and I think that most people deep down, if they see that, they harbor some level of respect for it because they're like, "Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Right. Because it's the way we are. We don't have it. I, I personally seriously don't like I care enough about people that I don't know very well to try and put out some good to plant some good seeds that I hope bring somebody some good give a little advice that I found valuable on a podcast for Mm -hmm. example but if if everybody that enjoyed that tried to send me a message on Facebook or call me and wanted to have a conversation about it, I'm sorry, I don't have the fucking emotional bandwidth to deal with that. Right. I might try just because I, I don't like just leaving people out swinging. But if I don't know you and you're trying to take that from me when I haven't offered it to you, you're probably not going to get it or at least not very much of it. Not enough to leave you satisfied. And I'm not going to apologize for it either because that's just 
the authentic person that I am. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, it's not that I don't care. I just don't have enough for you because you're not you're not close enough to me in my circles. Right. You know? you're, you're already lucky to get in Shaden's circle. She doesn't let everybody <laughs> fucking in. There's like a handful of folks. My that are allowed are in actually circle. octagons yeah. and you have to box to be able to stay in there. <laughs> I'm still bruised from the last round. Well, this kind of leads to another subject in no particular way. Absolutely at all. Uh, <laughs> segue. <laughs> this is a segue that doesn't need it. But this one, we were talking about this before and this was just my, my thought because it seems like half of my life now that the the world is so much faster with technology is like, I just don't want to be an elderly man lost in a world that I don't understand. And, and then when I binged it, (laughs) you were like, fuck. And you gave an example and it's like, (laughs) yeah. So, they're, I don't know. They're, are they're we talking all about me? <laughs> <laughs> this we is don't where we that. gang up on Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, so I wonder. It's like, are we just trying to keep up with? The, are, are we at the constant thing trying to keep up with tech fears? Like, I, am I? I think I am. Where it's like, I just want. I don't want the government to take care of me when I'm old, and I don't want, you know, twenty year olds to have to like help me along with all of the things mm-hmm. in the future. That's a, a real weird position to be in, and I'm watching elderly people now go through that and that can't feel good it can't i mean so i'm wondering i'm like i always have to read about the new tech stuff and as i get older and older i'm like i don't know if i want that you know i don't know if i want to be part of the robot revolution and stuff sex dolls that are robots fine that sounds like useful to society but you still want to know about it i do Mm -hmm. because i don't want to be taken advantage of i don't want to be i mean think how many elderly people are, are being defrauded constantly because they just don't know about some of the stuff going on. The scams and stuff, yeah. yeah. Buy the Target daily. gift card and then give me the number <laughs> yeah. so that I can help you redeem it. You know, exactly. That's how it works, Grandma. Exactly. Yeah, I think when you brought this up when we were sitting on the patio, I, the point that I made was that I think that the only way you get there... Because I had, I, I had a job where I ran a team of semi-retired older folks that, that did shuttle driving for me. And... Some of them I love dearly, and I still stay in touch to this day, but some of them, man, God's love them, but I just, <laughs> they couldn't even follow simple instructions. And I'm like, how did you get in it? They weren't senile. They were just, this just isn't they just weren't with it. You know, like it, when I tried to give them instructions on something they haven't encountered much before, especially if it involved any level of technology, they were like, they just became static, you know, and it blew oh, my I mind. Know. I'm, like, I'm like, how did you? <laughs> Jeff's like, over here like, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I get it. It's, it's, it's fun to make fun of you, Jeff, but you're not. Near, you're not. That you're not at nearly all. as bad as the you people that I'm, I'm talking about. Like, because yeah. like, it's, did, I, did I mention I had to ask how to turn the power button on yesterday? <laughs> you did mention it. But you also said it was camouflage. It's camouflage. Yeah, yeah. It works. So it's, it's really its good camouflage. That's all. That's not on you. Yeah. That's on a great manufacturer. Second time I had to be shown where it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might be you then. Yeah, yeah that was bad. But, but you sought out help and you solved the problem, which is more than these people would have done. You know, they're just resistant to it, which leads me to believe that you don't end up in that position unless you're willfully resisting change and i think that that's i think that that's a really poor way to go no matter what you're what you're dealing with and and i don't ever want to be that person so if if i (laughs) if i think about the older people that i've dealt with in my life there's been two main archetypes there's been the people that i'm like holy shit you know about that that's fucking cool you're like up on the shit and i was like wow you're automatically ding 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 ding, you're winning you know and then there's the inverse of that where i'm like 
how are you still alive? Who's taking care of you? Like you're alive by the grace of other people because you don't need, like it's, you don't have to love computers, but you probably better know how to work one. They've yeah. been around for a long time now. And that's how, that's how we get along. You yeah, know, we're like getting you're going to, you're going to have to do it or yeah. not, but then suffer the consequences. And that's your decision at yeah. the end of the day. You know? Well, and that's what's cool about this. It forces me to have to learn, which, you know, and all right, I'm scared to learn. Yeah. Well, you, you know, better, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared to learn how much I really, really, really don't know. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, but I will know it. And that's the good part. That's so, yeah. I love, well, I love not knowing things because it gives me an opportunity. Well, in general I do too, you know? but I think mostly what I'm afraid of is destroying it somehow. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's I hear fine. that. Like I, I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm not nearly as good as this guy, but fucking like when I work for Dan, uh, it was, and I do it every day for Scatcast. I put up our, our stuff and it's just a simple typing in things, uploading the, the audio, putting in a picture. But I was terrified of doing it for Dan because it's like, if I push and I did do it wrong one time and it did cause a kind of an issue. And Dan is the kind of guy where he's like, Hey, I noticed an issue fucking what bro. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so it was, uh, there was a lot of tension with that. And so I get it. There's anxiety for some reason around technology, especially new technology. Well, that's your fault for being a dumbass. I am a dumbass, but I, I tried to fix it. No, that's, that's why I started partly why I started doing Skycast to help me train myself to do the uploading. Better. I mean, and I did use a computer for a large portion of my career. I mean, then we started getting computers in our cars, 2000, I don't know, eight or nine ish. I mean, yeah. like real computers. Sounds about right. Um, when laptops became actually portable and not mm. massive. Bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you still had a massive. At, at first, I'm my, I was <laughs> like, these. I'm, oh my god, they were so bad. They, we had so many problems with error cards, and I'm like, what we should do is we should tie a phone to these and then chuck them through the fucking window because <laughs> that's all they're good for. You use them for breaching the yeah, door. Just, exactly. Yeah, they're just bricks to throw through windows. Um, so it's not like I haven't used computers. Right. But I'm certain I was the guy that you like to give yourself shit too. I do, you're, and you're you know what? And I got lazy. Self checkout. Huh? Now finally, you can operate self checkout. But the I, kiosk I, you is know at what? McDonald's. I waited at Safeway in line for 15 minutes with only three people there and like 15 items. It took forever. <laughs> But because I waited. The person and it that we're was talking about, it. right? It was a person that wasn't good with computers, and they're like, "What is this world that I'm yeah, in?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, lady I number one, of you. I thought of you the other day. I was in yeah. Safeway, and okay, they, I was, they were gonna say it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was in the shower. Just kidding. No. I was, <laughs> I was like, in Safeway, and it was busy as fuck. And they had two check lanes, actual check lanes going, <laughs> and then a line of like straight through the produce oh. section for the self checkout and down the aisles for these two. And they didn't, did they bring anybody else up to open other lanes? No, sir. So I'm like, well, which dice do I want to roll? Like, do I want to stand in the, in the checkout line and just like wait behind all the people that have a shitload of groceries? Or do I want to take the chance that everybody in the self checkout knows what they're doing and it'll go faster? What'd you do? And I, and I thought of you and I was like, that motherfucker, he's right. <laughs> and they're like, hi, how's your day? <laughs> and I chose to wait in the, in the, in the actual check line. Did you talk to was, anybody? Did you meet? Did you learn yeah, anything? I did. The person behind me, I was not talking to, not no chance, but <laughs> the lady in front of me was amusing enough that I passed the time. Outstanding. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Well, we're talking about now's technology and we're all real familiar with now. So now fast forward to when. 20, 30 years from now, when everything, I mean, who knows where we're going to be. That's why you should care about sci-fi, because if you're not imagining it, you won't be prepared. Yeah, weren't we right. talking about buying, right. possibly yeah. buying pants, how you and I 
can't buy pants oh, off. Yeah. I don't I'll, think you yeah. can either. I know. Yeah, shoes, I don't want to order clothes online yeah. because I'm quite certain that they won't fit right and I don't want to go through the returns process. Yeah, where do you so find I'll a 96 inseam anyway, Zach? <laughs> I don't know. Where do you find my a wife size 23 shoes also? <laughs> my wife shops for me. <laughs> These are also very, very old shoes. Yeah. When I find some, I keep them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I do the same shit. Well, it's like two cows and half a keg of nails. I'm sure it lasts a while. Cows <laughs> fucking hate me. I've taken my, my share of cow souls this, this lifetime. <laughs> me too. I make my masks out of cow skin. You do. So, they're yeah, rad though. I'm they're, they're honored that way. Yeah. I think. I'm and these using, shoes are I'm using them. I'm giving them new life. <laughs> they're like, we don't want to be their honored. flesh on my face. We, we like living. We, we thought eating grass in the prairie was tight. If you break it down, it's creepy. But if you don't think about it, it's awesome. <laughs> That's how the world works. But I, so, I kind of feel the way about technology to get back to our point i feel that way about like lingo as well you know it's, it's like very natural oh, yeah. as you get older to like look at younger generations and like their slang that they come up with mm. and and you just start going oh that's fucking dumb i'm never saying that dumb shit yep. not me man i'll take it i'll i fucking adopt that shit and i run with it and i annoy my the rest of my millennial friends with it because they're like why are you saying that you're acting like a gen z kid i'm like i know it's I fucking know. awesome because i'm gonna be if i live to be old i'm gonna be that grandpa that's saying the, the shit that the 18 17 16 year olds are saying and they're gonna go hey, hey he knows the thing let's not eat him <laughs> yeah. let's eat the other ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i get that because i mean I'll tell like two little stories. When I first heard swag, my son, he just went into public school in California for the first time. And I think it was in seventh grade. So he went into middle school mm-hmm. and he came out and he's like, that's swag. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, what is I was that? Like, oh, let me tell you what swag is, son. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I Don't realized that person. <laughs> exactly. But I caught myself in the midst of it, uh, you know, just a little bit later because I love my son and, and I, he taught me stuff. He taught me. He, this was my first example of language teaching from the child, mm-hmm. but it made me think of, it's like Shakespeare changed the language. Uh, all musicians, all lyricists that, that get popular change the language. Authors, Mark Twain changed the language. Yep. There's nothing wrong with this living language yeah. at all. And so, but I took, I the, but I was that person. No, say your thing. <laughs> what you're talking about, what you're talking about is like how they change the language. Well, do you remember when stupid was big? Stupid fat. Like it's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time stupid I heard that, I was Adam, I was <laughs> handing out pencils. To little kids, you know, to bribe them to give us information later. Basically, yeah. <laughs> how we do that. And I hand this pencil to this kid, and he's like, "Oh man, that's stupid." And I'm like, "Well, fuck you, give it back to him." <laughs> he's like, "No, man, it's stupid fat. It's cool." I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay. Here, you want another one?" I feel like that one didn't last very long. The fat with the pH. Not really. I thought no. it was fun, but it it was short lived. But because of how that, how I heard it, yeah, I I'll never forget it. Because yeah. that is funny. Yeah. I'll never let it go. I still pull it out in 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 the right circles once in a while. You know, like oh, yeah. that is that's so fat. It's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've said something like that recently as well. It's, it just it sticks just in there. for cringe value, just to watch people go, oh, bro. It's like an off color. You're like, that's a beautiful painting, and you're like, I put this little fluorescent purple in there for some reason. You're like, why? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I heard one out. the other day, and I wish I could remember what it was. I mean, I had to stay pretty. I mean, I can talk street really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That was your job. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Mm-hmm. Like street side interview was my thing. But I'd heard one the other day that I'd never heard. I guess it's been around all your generation. Maybe. And uh, I wish now I wish I remember. I'm like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Take that, yeah. Jaden. I yeah. believe was my response to it. A lot but of now them I are wish really I dumb, was. but they're dumb and amusing, which is why they yeah. stick. That's why they know? stick is because yeah. they were funny. Yeah. And, and, and I, I just choose to hang on to the amusing part of that equation. Which but ones come back around? It's though? a it's a loser's game. I don't Question. know how many really. I guess maybe they come back around. The word cool has lasted a long time. Cool has. These kind of words. I feel like 
There's some Rattles words. Come back awesome. around. Awesome's good. I'm yeah. not going to say they've come around because I think it's just me refusing to let them die. <laughs> but, Fair. It's a perspective but are, thing. But there are some things that come out of my mouth on a regular basis and people are like, what the fuck did you just say? Did you just call that snazzy? <laughs> He's from a different time. Yes, I did. Did you just say snout? <laughs> Shin's lexicon, yeah. lexicon kind of goes back like a couple centuries, it, really. Yeah. You, you sometimes, and you want to talk. I like, try to. I want to talk that way with you. I'm like, hello, my good sir. I, you know. <laughs> An honorable day to me, you know, that's that kind of thing. And it's like, you know what? I, don't know I think, why. I think it shakes out because of the amount of the word like I intersperse. It <laughs> just kind of keeps me. It's if I put in just enough Valley girl, people won't think I'm pretentious. <laughs> the way that I speak. And really you're like, I just read a lot when I was a kid. That's really, all. You know what? I just read a lot. That's funny that you bring that up because I, for a good period of my life, I tried to dumb down my vernacular to make people feel m- more comfortable when I'm talking to them because of a few instances where somebody's like, why are you talking? Why are you using words? I can't understand. Like, are you trying to make me feel stupid? Like they were offended by the way that I spoke. And I was like, like, in my little heart, I was like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make people feel like shit just because I'm articulate. So I guess I'll just try and read my audience and dumb it down, but put it in my music instead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You fucking got me. But I decided along the way, at a certain point that I wasn't going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, I said, I'm not going to dumb myself down for the sake of other people feeling comfortable because I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that from somebody myself. If somebody says a word that I don't understand, I'll either ask them what it means, depending on the context, or I'll pretend I know what it means and I'll go look it up later mm-hmm. so that I don't have to feel stupid ever again. <laughs> Been that both times. And I'll, I, and yeah, and I, me too, you know, and I'm not, I'm not the most well-spoken person on the planet. There's plenty of shit that I don't know, but, but I, I don't see, I think it's doing yourself a disservice to, not even just with your language, but if I'm going to turn this into a piece of sage advice no, here, I, like it. I think uh, I think it's not wise to to limit yourself for the sake of other people's comfort in any in any regard. I think that you should burn bright, motherfucker, and, you know, this <laughs> and let other people either step up or get out of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> My mom was always mad at me for something that's right on this level. Like, when I was a kid, uh, I was kind of an advanced reader or whatever and so when I was really little I could read books and stuff and, and my friends couldn't or whatever not really well and so as I'm like whatever like to do talking like an idiot but, uh, but <laughs> what are you saying yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like a dork like, like an what the hell man <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was like third or fourth grade and they offered me a chance to go up a couple grades to for just the Dude, reading me too yeah, and, same and, shit and I was like oh fuck yeah that's cool and then and my parents were really proud because it's you know they whatever <laughs> not and, my dad he was like no he's not going up <laughs> right because of the social he slapped shit. it down yeah <laughs> that's gonna hurt him more than you think he, he can already read he'll be fine <laughs> but no and, and I declined because I wanted to because I didn't like feeling that way because the other kids weren't nice to people that oh. were different in any of those so ways you were smart i was dumb i was like hey, i get to be the smart kid fuck yeah dad let me go to fourth grade <laughs> i was like no <laughs> i was dumb i wanted to, i was like i want to stay with my friends and i didn't and they weren't nice to me either way like i stayed with them and then i didn't <laughs> i was bullied anyway i, I was well i didn't have a, i didn't have a good time <laughs> i did not have a good time in elementary school and uh yeah it was just a weird thing where it's like my mom was so pissed. She's like, That's "You always shine. Just shine, you dumb fuck." I'm literally because I know how you grew up. I'm picturing that there was dog food. Yeah, I when, ate a lot of dog food. when you went to class, you went, got under the desk. <laughs> like you laid, or you laid really nice next to the teacher's chair. <laughs> and I growl at fucking the weird kids. Yeah, they'd have to vacuum extra because you shed on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pick up after me too. It wasn't good. Brought fleas to the class three times. <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Zach, Ticks. we told you, only on the pee pad. <laughs> they didn't have pee pads at the time. I was at that age, I don't think. So, All right, that's that's probably enough of this. Um, how about <laughs> now that you're being picked on. All right, yeah, we're done with that. No. Moving right along. <laughs> it was a weird, it was weird childhood having that kind of weird uh, association with the pet industry, for sure. I got picked on for the first half of elementary school. Mm. And then... Uh, I had a really early growth spurt, so I became the big kid. Mm. So less people picked on me, but more people came to try to pick a fight with me. Yes, that's the thing. I always felt that's right. I wasn't picked on; I was punched on. Yeah. I was crawled on. Yeah, I was like a punching yeah. bag for folks. Some days I was bullied. Some day I was the bully. Yeah, that's, that's what ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, I had on. a bit of that too. Actually, it was but a lot I was, of that. I was a, I was a vigilante bully. I always picked like I picked my targets. Like I'd wait for somebody to be picking on somebody else, and then I'd just go beat the mess out of them. <laughs> Why? And then I get in trouble, bad. and I'd be like, "Well, I was protecting them." And I'm they're like, "Well, mad. that's not the way you behave." But nobody was ever really mad. Like the adults were always kind of like, "Don't do that." But I always got off with like a slap on the wrist. Like, Can we put Batman in detention? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Nobody puts Batman in the court. <laughs> that's right. All right. All right. We wanted to talk about our reasonableness party. And this means we have to talk about some controversial things because politics are a divisive group of nothing ideologies. Nothing we've spoken about today has been controversial. Not one slightest. thing. This so, has all been yeah. straight. This is, and Prepare yourselves. <laughs> but I wrote down taxes, but I think we should talk about guns this time. That sounds like a for this conversation. Ooh, shall we talk about guns? But the, the way I thought we'd talk about guns, because really... your favorite gun, <laughs> The ones that I if own. If you were going to shoot somebody, for, which one would you be? <laughs> well, no, that's not what you meant? No, no, no. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> well, guns is such a, a, a broad topic, and I know it's, it's hard for a lot of people uh, to talk about it, but I did want to talk about specifically how do we protect schools and the mm. gun, the gun violence around the schooling issue. You just want to issue. go right to the heart of it. I do, because I think uh, we Zach's have Jeff going here. off script right script right now. I am so a little script bit. Keeper is keeping a different script. Than the <laughs> I, we have. I did my the I'm opposite for it. of my I'm job. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Well, we have Jeff here, and Jeff has a lot of experience with uh, what the strategies are in this area, as far as what you you know what police are doing and what security is doing for our schools. I would say. I'm well, I, I, for you, I will say there's a system in place here, and I'm, we trained a lot as far as police officers go, as far as response to those, and we actually had one. And uh, right, right. What was going on then? Was I was that? off work because my land, I didn't go. You're talking about Freeman? Freeman. Oh, Free oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had a few here. We have but, had a couple scary things. Nothing. Freeman was more the mass shooter style. Yeah. Um. And and I didn't get to go to that. Not that I, you know, I would. I, I wanted to respond. I was unable to respond. I was actually at the hospital at the time. Right. Fuck yeah! Uh, like when I have go save some kids, man. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's very. Uh, you know, but there was plenty of people yeah. that showed up. So yeah, my point is, you know, we we have responded to them, and and you know, you learn things from it. I mean, it was chaotic, from what I understand, and you know, they they went back and like, okay, well, this went good, this went really bad. That we, you know, they, as far as command staff and stuff, it's there's tough. a there's it's so much shit that goes into yeah. it that the community doesn't understand, and I couldn't explain it. I mean, it's it's a lot, very nuanced and. It is nuanced. I mean, I mean, to to a degree. I mean, there's a lot of shit that's going on, and there's a lot of moving parts, and people don't understand that. And can, there is communication breakdowns, and people are using different channels, or it is. And if you get everybody on the same channel, it's hard to talk. You know, so it's there's a lot of coordination that has to happen, and it, it ultimately gets there. But sometimes it it takes some putting together, and then obviously when departments, you're always going to feel like you failed. It, every one of those, there's fail points, right? Mm -hmm. There's never, never once is there going to be a mass shooting uh, situation 
uh, where they're going to go, you won. No, right. it's, it's, it's always, always a loss. A loss. Yeah, big I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, whether, it's, whether it's one casualty or 1,000, right? It's going yeah. to be a loss because in the public eye. And, and it is, but compared to what? You yeah. Know, look into a lot of other things. Totally. Well, let's, let's start this with the... So I know that a lot of people have the solution of just what they call common sense gun laws or gun control and those kind of things. And I don't think that that's a, a bad idea, but I think that it, it goes against a lot of different things. And the, the real bad idea is, to me, and then we'll start with this, but we're not going to get rid of uh, the guns that people are scared of, the black rifles, basically, the AR-15s, like they think they are, because there's millions of them owned. They're legal now, and it turns all those people into criminals immediately. And most of those people don't like the government. I wouldn't say most, but a, a healthy dose a lot. Yeah, are not really fans of government anyway. And you just have to recognize that's reality. And so we'd have to have it, you know, it has to go through Congress, has to be passed through law, and then, then they have to go enforce it. And that means we have to send police or military out to millions of homes, tens of millions of homes. <laughs> Who are mostly 2A supporters and right. have their own guns. And so this, so is, probably not so this is why I'm saying this right now is because we're not going to see that in this country ever. Right. So we're, we're not, we're not going to have a civil war over AR-15s, I don't think. Well, and we shouldn't think, want to. I think that proponents of that solution aren't necessarily, I mean, maybe some are, but I think in my experience, proponents of the, you know, outlawing certain types of guns like the AR-15, in their minds, they're not saying, go get all the ones that are already out there and get them back. They just want to prevent it from being obtainable in the future, and they figure it'll self-correct in the way that they want over the course of time. But I don't know that that really holds water either, because if I if I was that type of person and I had my arsenal, I would raise my kids to understand and know how to operate and, mm -hmm. and take care of that arsenal and I would give it to them. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like, it just, like, I don't think that that problem would go away. And I'm not sure that it's really a problem either because the, uh, of all of the, like mass shootings in schools that I'm aware of, which is certainly not all of them. I'm not the most educated on it, but I don't know that those people are the people that are perpetrating it. I don't. I can't think of a case in which it's like oh, it's the the NRA you know the forty year old guy who lives on a ranch and just comes into town to get you know supplies for the month before he goes back out to his house and has a bunker in case atomic bombs drop. You know, like I don't think they're the guys that are going out and doing mass shootings, as far as what I can tell. Right. You know, well, so taking their guns away wouldn't really, it would just be creating a problem. Right. The arguments that I've heard is literally people saying we want to do either buyback programs or to removing a certain kind of gun because people that aren't legal and, and aren't, didn't go through the backgrounds well, to get the guns are getting the guns. Because a lot of these school shootings are kids that have stolen their parents' guns or, you know, some sort of weird. Right. So they're not obtaining there. them in a legal manner right. anyway. So, the, uh, so it sounds like the, the people that are against, that want gun control, want to just remove the potential of people getting those weapons. That's the argument. And that's why I say that there, that will never, ever happen. I don't happen. think it'll work. Yeah. It, it could not. It's not. The data doesn't show that it's it'll too work. big of a country. It's not a guns, realistic. No it, it might war. be a want, but it's not a realistic get. Right. So, that's, so I said that so that we can say, because that's not a viable option for the school thing that we're talking about. Right. It's like getting the guns away from the criminals is not going to be the easiest thing to do. And it's kind of, it feels like a waste of time and a lot of those conversations i get where people are coming from and i respect it but i also don't see it it playing out like they think like half the country's not gonna it's two-thirds of the country of, of our congressmen are not going to vote that in in the first place but regardless it's kind of going in the weeds a little bit the point is we're not going to get the guns away 
there may be guns in our society. How do we protect our kids knowing that that is going to be the reality, knowing it is the reality? Okay. So well, what do we do to schools to make so, them better? And it's really the most logical answer that for some reason, in my, in my opinion anyway, logical answer that people don't want to hear. For whatever reason, and it usually falls around feelings of somebody's feelings and how they might feel about it more than practicality. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously security in the schools, which would be <clears throat> at times of entrance and exit, you have limited doors open and everybody goes in and out the same doors at all. And you have security and metal detectors. I don't know how many schools we had built or redesigned in this area in the last five years and all those plans they could have put together, you know, maybe Kevlar walls in the in the outsides mm -hmm. or the insides even of the classrooms or other types of security measures for the doors. The doors is a huge or, one. Or, or the walls. They didn't. Yeah. It cost money. So they didn't. But they added extra money for their pretty windows out front and right. things like that and artwork. Yeah. There's so, a lot of pushback for that shit because they, people don't want their kids to be going and spending their whole days in a place that's modeled after like a prison. Or well, and, exactly and it doesn't have to. You can have know? the pretty art. I mean, hell, uh, there's a, they, they have to spend, I think it's 10% of the budget on new art for the schools really? every year. Yeah. Um, huh. I believe it's 10%. I, I might I be wrong, but I think that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, and... Even in this area, we have student resource deputies that work in the schools, and it's usually you know one deputy per might have one or two schools. That's not enough staff. No, first we've, off, we've seen that most of the, the time, too. student resource officers are on their latter years and they're just trying to get through their career, you know, and probably at that point they're probably not staying proficient with their health and with their shooting and with their tactics and with their patrol procedures. And that job in general is a pretty lax job. You're dealing with kids, for, you know, most of the time. I mean, you, you're, I mean, I, they can be I crack though. jokes and call them gun packing parapros. It's a hard job and I would never fucking want it. I, right. I'll straight up. It's a hard job as far as dealing with kids. I'd rather deal with criminals than kids any day <laughs> as far as my, as far as my job. Went. Sure. It's a hard job and I wouldn't want to do it, but it usually is for people towards the latter part of the career their mind is not on what do I need to do in case of a shooter their mind is on I've got 13 months to go and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here right did that kid put a fucking thing on my back again god damn it yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. so why is everyone kicking me so I do like but so I do like the idea of either incentivize making it shorter stints for people in schools although there's there's something to be said for somebody that works for schools for a long time they know those kids really well mm -hmm. and, they, and they build really good bonds with them they're super effective you know, so you can have either younger deputies work for longer periods of time or maybe five-year stints or change schools. If You can hire specifically for that. But also the other idea of there's a lot of highly trained military people that are really good people that need work. Yeah. And, and I think that yeah. they should be paid well for that job. And there should not just be one per school. There should be several per school. I, I really I, – I think – it's this big of a deal that I think that it needs to be looked at. I was thinking, do you think that should be paid for with like community taxes. Like, where does that? Who pays for it? I'm okay with that. And they, I would be okay with. They it. spend a lot of money on schools. I feel like that's a just there's a, a lot of there's a lot of shit that we pay money for that. 
I mean, if, if our children are the future and public school is something that that is still going to exist and needs to be important, I agree that kids don't need to, shouldn't be afraid of getting, nobody should be afraid of getting shot, period. But guess what? The world's a scary place and it's yeah, dangerous. It but yes, we have a responsibility to keep them safe, but you have, having a responsibility to keep them safe isn't legislating shit. Okay. It's being ready to defend. Yeah. So be ready to defend and give them the most comfortable place they can you can have security and they can have their own offices and out of view they can and, and there's cameras Dude, in these schools. Put, a, put a navy seal on the fucking there's, there's actually some really school, cool yeah. systems now see them just, just pop them out just hang them up so this might be information this might be information that nobody <laughs> knows the marine <laughs> <laughs> what's that this might be information that nobody knows i don't I oh. might be giving something out I'm not supposed to. Oh, please do. But there is, uh, nice. with, that was lo- well, locally here, there's a camera system that goes with every school straight to a, uh, a uh, office in the sheriff's office. No shit, we're all, That's getting, we're all going to jail now. Yeah. Okay. That's man. No, it's not that. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, it's, it's a safety measure. Yeah, yeah. But the, we yeah. Weren't, to keep it safe, though, we weren't supposed to tell everyone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now everybody well, knows. <laughs> so I think that... Uh, I think that taking prevention measures like you're talking about is prudent. I think it's part of part of a solution for sure. I think there's right ways and wrong ways to go about it. You know, I mean, there's like it, it, you could approach it in a way that does make school an even more intimidating thing for kids than it already is. That's uh, the worry, which I think is what we need to be careful in those situations. Seals in closets, not, so you can't see do. them. I mean, not even necessarily keeping them out of view though, but just you know, like they, you have to conduct yourself in in a certain manner. You know, the the way that it's normalized needs to be very like hey you know like it's not a big deal that you have to walk through metal detectors every day it's just you know this is how you start your day there's some like, data that shows to, that's not that that valuable it's not the top thing to protect kids there's yeah and it, and it may not be it. you know it's you know, a, and, and I, can, I think it's a level of prevention because if I, like tool. i used to take knives to school all the time when i was in high school because i'm just because i'm just a, a nutsoid and i collect shaden has lots of ninja swords i was just like you know in case just in case like it's for defending myself with you know whatever i never it, it was just it was just me being a nerd at the end of the day but <laughs> if i knew i had to walk through a metal detector wouldn't I, have. I wouldn't have yeah, but again i mean in my generation yeah we had pocket knives uh, all of us kids did mm-hmm. i mean i could i remember bringing my shotgun to grade school to give a i had to give a speech and i gave a demonstration on how to load and unload and safety and shotgun safety yeah my dad told me he had his his rifle and his in a gun rack in his back window in the, in the school parking lot my in friends high school did. You know? and yeah. going to freeman speaking yeah. of freeman that my one of my very best friends would drive to school mm-hmm. 16 years old at a rifle yeah, we didn't have, which we i didn't think is i mean that's at, at the very least turkeys from the drive that's home. at the very least anecdotal evidence that you know the vast majority of people aren't looking to go shoot up schools you know right. what i mean like it's right. a it's a it's a niche thing it's a fucking horrible thing when it happens and it does seem to be happening more so than it did but i don't know that that's a symptom of people having access to guns so much as it is a symptom of certain facets of society being sick and breaking down yeah let's talk about that a little bit more one thing i do want to ask you guys before we get to that though is uh how do you guys feel another thing that people have proposed are teachers in the school with guns i'm against Uh, that okay i want to hear what you guys think about that you know when i first heard it i'm like oh yeah that's a great idea but there's there's too much that goes along I, i mean i would i would first off i would hope that any citizen that is armed i would hope that they train and they can at least visualize what that's going to be to have to defend themselves or defend somebody else. Um, 
And if there's a teacher that's willing to do it, absolutely. But do it. I, I think that there's definitely a screening process even for teachers. Oh yeah, that should, and 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 protocol and, well, and training see, that they would need to go through for that to tons happen. Of for police sure. officers. I mean, it, we're just people. Like we train and we train and we train. But fight or flight, it's like we've seen this in a couple of cases where there's police officers who are like, I can't do it. I'm not going in there. I can't do it. I'm too afraid. You know, so to ask a teacher that doesn't train nearly yeah. like what, the and I don't care what any, but you know, it's funny because everybody has a lot of opinion about that shit now. But you only get an opinion if you've been in that type of situation yeah, I cannot, and responded. I'm not going to call anybody a coward for for mm-hmm. trying to live. Like that's, I, I get it. It's the most awful situation, but it's not that cop's fault. It's that person that's shooting people's fault. That is what's going on, and we kind of lose track of that. Right. But but we do want you guys to be superheroes. We do want police officers to just. Jump in well, front of bullets for, for there innocence. Is, there right? is a well, that's degree, the There is a certain degree of like, well, uh, yeah, but you're also not Joe Schmo. Like you chose to put yourself in a position where the potential for something like that to come along. I agree, hundred percent. So, so there is a certain expectation. However, that, but you made that decision before knowing what you'd right. be like. Uh, yeah, I, I, sure, I, I agree I with think, what you're I saying. Think, I think so. I think the higher expectation is fair, but also grace when it doesn't pan out that way. It should also be reasonable. higher expectation. Yes, but understand that they're human and they've actually never. They, 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 they think they've trained or they probably haven't actually trained for right. that. Right. And then they responded in a way that the public didn't expect them to, but it's, it was a true natural response that you can't help that. That's, no, that whole exactly. flight. that's why I don't, that, I'm that's, saying, that's I'm what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think a higher level of expectation is reasonable, but I think that being gracious about the outcome and remembering that we're all humans is also a reasonable expectation. There's a loud amount of people that are not gracious when people mess up. That's yeah. for sure. Well, and I mean, it's, I think a it's lot of people's people, kids, man. You know, uh, yeah. You made a comment. It's hard to expect quick. people to be reasonable and calm when it comes to their kids being in potential danger. Well, seriously. You, know? you made There's a comment no about, you know, we're supposed to be bulletproof and jump and block the bullet. That really has been a societal shift as far as law enforcement goes, is there is this belief that our job sacrifice is to sacrifice our yeah. lives for people. That's, I don't believe that. That's, no, I, I'm going home. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Yeah, and, and, but a lot that's of people are like, no, 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 you signed on to take my bullet. No. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No. I didn't. That's that's horseshit. Um, but real quick, so so you would say yes in, in certain circumstances to a teacher with a gun. <sighs> I could see where it could be beneficial. I could see where it also could be shitty. Yeah. So yes, but unfortunately that would require, I I, want to see some definite training and, and upkept training at least as much as law enforcement does and hell, maybe they can train with their local agencies Mm -hmm. to stay certified. Maybe they should be certified with the agency. It doesn't give them any arrest powers just to carry it It, it, because it's a different circumstance that you're carrying at work. You're carrying for this purpose. Yeah. I think it changes it. I don't think most teachers are meant. I mean, you, when you look at the personality of teachers and stuff, most of them are not going to be. There's plenty of them that are. I'm sure that's a big. I'm, world, I th- I'm but, sure it depends on the area that you live. But I, my, I would imagine a lot of the areas where a lot of the teachers would qualify to carry guns and would do it. You're probably not going to be the places you're going to have shootings either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it happens all over the place nowadays. Yeah, I guess well, it's hard to say. I mean, that was yeah, maybe that was kind of a it, it's it is inappropriate hard to say. comment. But. Well, I, it is hard to say. But you're right though. Uh, what do you think as far as so i kind of same as you jeff when it when it first uh was presented as a potential you know like aid i was like yeah yeah maybe you know if like if they're already if they're already <laughs> carrying and proficient with it anyway then why not can't hurt but the more i thought about it the more i decided i'm against it for a number of reasons and uh i think the primary one is because teachers already have to deal with enough uh, 
you know what I mean? Not in like yeah. oh poor teachers That's, thing, but but it's it when is you, kind of when you have it, when you have a whole a little bit, but when you have a whole. It's another one of those things where it's like I think it's reasonable to have a little higher levels of expectation because you put yourself in that you know sure. like you, you signed up for it you know but but at the same time same deal as the cops you're still a person so like it's yeah. a lot of strain to put on a single person to manage a whole classroom of children no matter even in high school you're still children mm-hmm. you know and children tend to not have uh, a really firm grasp on the totality of consequences of things because they just haven't experienced enough consequences yet mm-hmm. especially as it pertains to hey don't fuck around with guns because someone could die you know what i mean even if it's just an accident you which happens all the time happens more than people getting shot on purpose in schools is just accidents that yeah. are causing people to be injured or in some cases die from from guns just because they're being handled improperly and this is a lot of the times it's in homes you know so it's like mm-hmm. parents that are i mean i would just i would hope are proficient with firearms and they just either didn't didn't you know put in enough education with their kids or weren't careful enough with their equipment that an accident happened and something bad went on so multiply that by a classroom of 20 to 50 kids and it's all on one one person like all that teacher has to do is make one mistake and then you're just that's another kid dead that didn't have to be or injured that didn't have to be because well, they left their gun on the desk for you know and one of the kids saw it and went oh teacher's guns down you know right. and like it's like which you would hope would never happen should never people, happen people but it does people, happen you know he, yeah. he could be walking with it in a hip holster through you know between desks and some smart ass kid just you know tries to go for it and oh i forgot to put the safety on and then the teacher gets shot in the leg you know what i mean or whatever there's just too many i think as far as when it comes to managing your margin of risks teachers already have to keep track of so many different variables Mm -hmm. dealing with that many kids in a day i don't think it's reasonable to ask any human being to take on being conscientious with a firearm in you know a loaded firearm in that situation like i feel like that needs to be somebody's job if we're going to go that route that needs to be somebody's job who that's their primary focus all 100 percent of the time teachers you're like you said i mean they've already got they're filled with the brain it's a hard job man. it is a hard job it's it's something i always wanted to do and then until i learned about all the intricacies of what goes into it and it's like that's that's too much yeah man and it's 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 kind of a thankless job too yeah like i mean maybe maybe in a college professor standpoint it would be a little bit different because it's like people really want to you know for the most part they paid to be there you know Yeah. So it's like at least at least you're not trying to manage a captive audience of people whose parents were like, you have to do this. And, ah, and right. they're still got, you know, their frontal lobe hasn't developed. Uh, right. <laughs> well, so, still a college kids is having it. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. right. That's but true. It is better. Depending, it's further along. Yeah, depending. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of more like adults going back to college. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So. So. So, yeah, it's, that's I'm, I'm just against it because it seems like it's just inviting more problems. Like there should be somebody who needs to be focused on it. It doesn't that's seem their like primary directive. It doesn't seem know? like the most sober solution. It does seem like if you do have like a specialized person that's now a teacher that used to be a Navy SEAL or, or you know, Secret Service or some shit. It's like, OK, yeah. But these are gun-free zones, so they'd have to get like special permits and those kind of things. So yeah, be interesting. Well, and plus, if I was a teacher, man, I I would say that if if that was a thing, like Jeff said, there would have to be a lot of training, a lot of certification, a lot of you know, like you would have to go through some rigorous shit to be able to be allowed to do that in the first place. If I was a teacher, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that on on top no. of all the other shit I had no. to do. That would deter you people know? from wanting to be teachers. But so is the the threat of violence too. That's yeah. scary to people. Yeah. Yeah, so, here's another issue that could that occur there. I mean, if you think about it, officers do respond to, to a shooting at a school 
and the teacher that is supposed to have the gun who's in plain clothes who's in plain clothes yeah. they don't know oh, they smoke exactly. him exactly. so you would have to have okay these are our designated teachers for this school and the police we know, know who they are you know he has so. to wear a special pointy hat he's the armed <laughs> teacher he's, so yeah i mean there's Mr. but you know what there's potential <laughs> hazards in anything in all reality absolutely there's, um, there's no utopia and we're not going to figure it out i'm not opposed to it i don't have all the answers for it yeah. uh but I, I think that it would have to be something special above i'm a teacher and i want to carry my gun what's the most secure places in the country and what do they look like my house <laughs> right, that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> government officials houses okay which are generally uh military sur- surrounded by armed guards okay let's take it we're not going to get government yeah i would say guards. i would say like air force bases yeah okay especially depending on what what kind of equipment they're dealing with like if it's an air force base in north dakota that's dealing with planes that carry nuclear payloads probably the one of the most secure places in the country i would imagine guess. so now we don't want our kids to feel like they're going to a military place that's one of my complaints about public schools is it looks yeah. like a prison in but the you can place. so eat that's what i'm saying you can you can art it up yeah you can make it very make it pretty and get over the get i'm just gonna say it get over the goddamn metal detector who cares well, yeah okay but here's the reality i mean you can make a 3d gun works. out of plastic if, if you it, really exactly want to so and, and if people the people like you that wouldn't bring the knife to school i wasn't going to do anything anyway. exactly yeah. no one's worried about you so okay. it's not it's only deterring and disarming people that we're not worried about in a sense yeah. so uh but there's and, some and, studies and as far as having having school resource officers there if you had a team of them it really doesn't matter you can keep them hidden very well from i the think kids. so i think so very easy yeah and I think that's probably the answer because when you think know, about man. it. So what do you think though? Because like I feel like there is there is a certain element. I mean, maybe elementary school kids don't really need to be seeing that kind of shit. But like middle school and high school age I don't know kids, what. middle school and high school age kids, I feel like it would almost be a benefit to them to learn how to behave around an armed professional because a lot of kids they never have they never have to deal with cops they never have to like they don't run into that until and unless why do we have a such a negative stigma they're just like like all the the boogeyman comes true because yeah. they're like whoa but why is this the boogeyman why is i'm in trouble and maybe it's like my dad because he hit me and, and yeah. th- but this one has a gun and so they they do dumb shit like it might be beneficial to have kids like you know hey be this around is, this is dan. this is just this is officer dan and officer dan is hopefully a friendly guy but is also a professional and they're like oh yeah you respect him but he's still just a guy and he's on our side and like i think that could be valuable well that's a societal anyway. issue anyway for that's the point where yeah. you know you just refer to the policeman as the boogeyman because that's what society thinks now that's what i mean yeah. maybe it would help to dispel a little bit of that for for kids if they had to deal with safety officers that had guns while they were in their formative there years, was a safety you know? officer it's funny the more school, the more police are needed the more they're 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 villainized it is strange it, i mean <laughs> again and that's and same with teachers i, mm-hmm. I feel like it's uh, and that's what you know what that's your and i never thought is, about that you're for, right but this is for ideologues though most people don't look like most people aren't ideologues you know most people don't look at things like i'm on this team and I, everything i agree with everything on this team and nothing on this team you know and that's they look at it kind of from that perspective i'm gonna go off and <laughs> i know people yeah. that do i don't yeah. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that that's a large part of the problem is is that weird, like, extreme tribalism, you know, like, I'm in this camp or I'm in this camp. And it's like, well, there's a whole lot of degrees in between there, which is where I land on on most of this shit and on most shit in general, to be honest. But it's not because I can't pick a team. I just don't believe in false dichotomies. Yeah, these are terrible teams. Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, if those are the two teams, we need a new new team. Yeah. (laughs) Game sucks. Yeah, the the game is stupid. But so with this whole deal... um, 
anytime I look at something like this, I think, okay, any problem that you're trying to solve, you need to look at the symptoms of it and you need to do something to manage that, which is everything that we've just talked about. And then you also need to look at the root cause of it and try to address that. And hopefully somewhere down the line of addressing the two, you'll get to a point where it's more or less alleviated or becomes at least a rare chronic thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think people... I've heard people say, uh, we can't be, you know, putting safety officers in schools and, you know, up creating more security and giving more people guns to solve the gun problem because that's just treating the symptom. And I'm like, well, it is treating the symptom, but you need to do that. We have to do that now. That's the short term solution, yes. you know, but like but, climate change, it's like the, the oceans are rising. So we need to fucking get the houses that are in the way of the water up and then we can deal with the thing like okay we need to send some shit to space not send shit to space first and fix the sun or whatever the fuck's going on <laughs> we're fix shooting the house missiles into the sun bro right. that's how we fix it <laughs> anyway sorry yeah no it's exactly that's to my point but so i think that for the amount of effort we spend trying to treat the symptoms of this we need to look at the root cause of it and i believe it's exactly what i outlined earlier is that there are certain facets of society that are failing us as a whole and that they're breaking down and decaying and we need to figure out that and start addressing it in a productive manner instead of you know and i feel like that the more we're at each other's throats the more we're exacerbating that and we're just we're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy especially as it pertains to the guns thing i think that we need to start taking a closer genuine open-minded look at at mental health and yes. the way that certain prescriptions are described i think we see need to start Maybe you know diets. i think we need to start creating more of a societal expectation that that parents should behave in a certain way towards their kids you know and i don't know how you like you can't not in an enforcement kind of way but in like a hey this is the this in our society this is how we expect our kids to be treated and if if you're not treating your kids that way then you're going to be a social outcast at the very least because that's not you know like we don't we shouldn't be breeding little serial killers and i mean there's that's that's there's a way more nuanced way to look at yeah, that yeah. you know what i mean but just speaking in that. general yeah. like there's things that we can look at that would alleviate this problem before it becomes a problem, which is really what we want to be doing. Um, but that's, go that's a the, harder, that's a harder thing to do. And so I think that's why it's easier for people to just go, mm, no right. guns are the problem. And I'm like, that, I don't know that they are. I think but, guns are just a tool at the end of the day. Yes. You know? But your instincts are fucking right on the money. As far as I'm concerned, it's like, go to the source of the supply chain. Yeah. It's like, we have mental illness that, and, and this is one of those things where people, it's strange. You brought this up earlier, Jeff, where it's like, when when police officers kill people the police officer killed the person when it's another crime outside of that it's the gun's fault right and, and i'm not saying that people are just like completely say that the person's off the limits but it becomes a debate about guns there but when police officers do it it becomes a debate about police, police officers yeah and so we're not consistent about the mm-hmm. argument yeah i'm not really even sure where i'm going with that but it doesn't seem like there's a the main thing is the problem in the, at the source, which is mental health, which can come from a lot of different places. Like, yeah. I have a couple of teacher friends, including the one I was talking about earlier, uh, where he's he's convinced in a, in some level where it's like these kids don't eat healthy. These kids have energy drinks throughout the day. <laughs> They're drinking pop at for to tamper down off the energy drinks. Uh, the the diets that we eat perhaps can create. I mean, it's chemistry. So the chemistry yeah. that we're putting in making ourselves from are things that we definitely didn't evolve 
to do. With basically no knowledge, I believe that 100%. I mean, just and, and all this, anecdotal. But. And this doesn't mean, I'm not saying this is the cause of, of shootings, because it, it's such a rare person that does that, but no, we're seeing but a lot a of behavioral of problems. It's a of variables, and, and all you can do is start chipping away at variables and see, and then look at the data again and see what if anything has changed. You know, just keep chipping away at variables, like... Oh, energy drinks aren't causing shootings act that silly okay well yeah of course they're not but maybe it's one very small contributing factor yeah and And same with like if we we alleviate that does it make a positive change maybe but here's the other thing that we need to be careful careful of and i've been saying this for years and i'm watching it happen is we have given the excuse where people can crazy themselves out of any accountability for the crimes that they that they commit seemingly yeah and you know yeah i mean yes somebody goes in and shoots up a fucking school probably not in their right mind but they didn't just randomly do it they thought that out yeah you know i think you can be crazy and think shit out right i mean but it's crazy and thought out but you still have accountability for it yeah being being you watch it doesn't mean that you have no impulse control but what's happening it can but what's happening that's not the widely that's not the whole Pay attention yeah, to the local it. news. Anytime you have somebody out running around naked or doing shit out in the street, whatever, it's like, oh, thoughts and prayers. Oh, they need mental health help. No, they're probably just fucking high. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing drugs. They, they chose to be like this. They made this choice, and this is what they're doing now. Maybe they didn't see the outcome being this you know, way. Yeah, but, so you know. they're t- they are temporarily <laughs> willing to take the risk. That's because they're taking that's drugs. That's what I was but. hoping for when I, did, when I first did my first meth. I was hoping one day I'll be <laughs> yeah. the naked guy running yeah. through the when street. When I did the basalt, we can't just default to crazy every time, too. Right. There are motherfuckers in this world that are sure. dirty, violent fucking assholes, yeah. and they're going to kill you. For whatever the hell they want, that's and, that's, true. and and there's a lot of them, right. a lot, a and lot more than people want to acknowledge. And you and I argue about this all the time. Sure, but that's a reality. Yeah, and and some of these kids would have grown up to be serial killers, maybe that did. The, I mean, they are serial killers in a sense. Well, I guess it's mass shooting. But even knowing but, that, that, that doesn't mean guns disappear. Even if I wanted them to disappear, which we cannot, I, I don't. Yeah. But they're they're not going anywhere. So let's fight with the defense instead of that's saying just well they all just need yeah. to disappear I mean, well, this, it doesn't full work disclosure like that. i'm i'm not against uh gun control within reason i think i mean i i own firearms i've had to do a background check uh, every time i've bought one you know there was a, there was a, it wasn't just like i i would like to have a gun and they go okay and i go here's some cash and they're like enjoy your gun sir right that doesn't it's really never happen. it's never been like that no, and and happen. i'm fine with that i don't have any problem with that i think that that's good i mean we should at the very least there should be a barrier to entry there's a barrier to entry to being able to drive a vehicle and vehicles kill a lot more people yeah. every year than guns do i think that's fine um I don't, I don't i think i think it can become really asinine and not make a lot of sense in certain cases where it's just like oh well you're not, you're only allowed to have a, a magazine that's four rounds or less it's like well okay why? Why? i can switch a magazine yeah. in one second yeah, what are you doing it doesn't matter yeah. that doesn't affect anything so like don't be asinine about it but i think it's perfectly reasonable to have a barrier to entry to buy a, a tool that is dangerous i think that's that's no different than Having to be certified to operate a crane so you, they know that you're not going to drop shit on somebody's not, house while you're operating. I don't know it, if know? it makes guns different because it's a constitution issue, and that's probably it does, that's actually. probably that's what it is. Argument, yeah. But I also am, uh, you know, I, you know, I support guns. Absolutely, they saved my life, um, yeah. and, and it may I'm, happen again in my future. I never know. Right. Um, 
but uh, I am okay with like a, a universal license, which requires uh, safety education and, and proficiency training, and it has to be maybe upkept, say, every other year for an average citizen. Well, you can have a gun, but you're not allowed to go hunting until you pass certification. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, I think there's, I think having a barrier to entry is, is reasonable. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. What I would like to see them get rid of is the, uh, the concealed weapon permit. That's fucking retarded. Yeah. That's, that's just another way for them to get money from you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. If, if they, if they want some permit of some sort, how about an education and a proficiency and then you get a permit and then you can own any, you can own the guns that you want you know, within legal rights to have. Yeah. Right. And then you can carry them any way that you want to. Well, I mean, to get the, I mean, every gun's dangerous, but to get the big guns that the people generally would consider weapons of war, you have to have a super expensive permit. It's like 10 grand or something to get. I wouldn't even know. I mean, we all just myself. have, I mean, I think only semi-automatic weapons are, are available to the public. So rifles and pistols and stuff. So, but to get machine guns and stuff like that, you literally have to have a dealer's permit. And that is like thousands and thousands of dollars and lots of background checks to get all that stuff anyway. I don't know. Uh, I'm not against background checks at all. I think it's fucking... I mean, I don't like the government, but even if there was no government, I would still think that the industry could take care of that, where they just don't... As, as a citizens, we're like, we want to be responsible. Let's even, not even sell children. Even if the background check was just sell. like, hey, let's see if you've ever shot somebody before. You know? <laughs> right. Like, right. If you're... I, it's I something I would like to know before I sell someone a gun. I haven't I done like, this yet. I've never gone parachuting. But I assume that when I go, they're not just going to run me through some little class and go in. I'm, they're probably going to ask me some health questions or something, right? No, they're just going to give you a parachute and go have fun. And yeah. push me out. Mm-hmm. Right. No, so, if, <laughs> so I fill out their questionnaire, you know, I mean, and they're a private industry. If my health isn't good enough to be like, I'm sorry, we can't take you up. You can't go. Yeah. Because it's probably going to kill you. Yep. Yeah. Same type of shit I'm talking about. Yeah, insurance yeah. could actually, I mean, if they played a role in that, I wonder, you know, you buy a gun and you, you're a risk of some kind, you know, your insurance rates are up and they're like, ah, it's not worth it. I have no idea what the answer <laughs> the is. The problem is who, who gets to evaluate you <laughs> yeah. as a risk. Then it becomes rich people. Only rich people can kill people. Insurance and that's, is already a scam. Okay, you know, who gets to evaluate my risk? Exactly. That's, that's why I don't like the red there, flag laws you know, where it's like, it just becomes a tattletale. Some people like, would not give me a very good score. And some people would give me an right. amazing score. Yeah. So. It becomes, I shouldn't say tattletale. It becomes a thing where well, you can be used as a vendetta against people. In the reasonableness mm-hmm. like, party, we would just let the communities figure out what their what their ramifications are and it's like if you if you fulfill this then you're allowed to have a gun that reminds me okay so in the future because we're able to travel around the world and the world is getting smaller i wonder if if we had an anarchy society and this is just my pipe dream but if if cities were able to compete for their people in a sense uh, if that would be some sort of thing in the future where it's like we we here in this city of dallas have decided that there are no abortions and and so it's illegal here and the people that would live there over time after a long time would be only people that think that way on some level and their kids you know as long as people aren't forced to live there they can move away and or, again this is a smaller world where it's like easy to, to stay travel. so they have something to bitch about <laughs> also valid <laughs> humans are interesting creatures aren't they you gotta have a, a opposing newspaper in the mm-hmm. town but I wonder if you know cities that do it right that make it so uh, or cities or states or areas or regions or whatever so maybe it doesn't have to be just one city but multiple cities I wonder if they could compete against each other morally uh, and economically of course it would be economically first but in a you sense morally you want the morally. cities to virtue signal? not no so like, <laughs> no. So like Texas would have none California would have a punch card 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and the people, abortion. And the people, eleventh one's free. And the people, yeah. am I bad for laughing at that? Maybe was it still hilarious? Yes. Funny is funny. So, oh God, it's just a fucking ride. Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. But and I wonder. Fucked I up wonder. Is nobody knows what I think, so they're like, I don't know what he means. Is that good or bad? It's good to keep it in the vague world there. Well, that's our reasonableness party. I think we talked about uh, a lot of things. Obviously, there's some things that we can do for the school. And, and a lot of them are being done right now. I mean, Spokane's been pretty good with having a, a resource officer, having... Honestly... Maybe not some of the things you described, though. They have a lot of entrances. I know there's locked doors and stuff, but there are multiple entrances, and there aren't metal detectors or any kind of choke point. I'm sure there's choke points, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know the definitely not bulletproof schools, shit. by any means, but they, they are... Even with a deputy in all of them, they're still going to be understaffed. I know, I know and they, they have families and lives and stuff that happen where they can't be there. And if they're gone, I mean, you might have another student resource officer come take a call there, but they're not floating. So it's it's still way, way, way understaffed. And But, I mean, you know, it spoke of our agency and how understaffed it was anyway. I mean, it would take like 700 deputies to get us where we needed to be nationally or something crazy yeah. like that. I got one last question. How do what well, I wonder, and I, I know you guys probably won't know the answer to this, but I wonder what the richest schools look like, the most where you know, say famous people where they their kids are going to school. They Shouldn't got we the mirror gold plated AK <laughs> safety the officers, bling, <laughs> bling AKs <laughs> with zebra print on the stock? But I wonder what they're doing, and why not just do that? It seems, I mean, that's they're going to be doing whatever is phys- is possible that's the best given the circumstances that people will not be able to uninvent guns. So I wonder what they're doing and why can't we copy that for the public schools? Like, I mean, if it, we're talking about security officers right away, so they obviously have that. Um, and we can get great security officers all around the country because the military trains lots of folk and police. Uh, I'm sure they have the checkpoints. I'm sure they have security cameras and stuff like that. I wonder if the, if the kids feel safer there or if they the, the only thing the only other perspective that I have been told from that was actually from my first ex-wife who I'm still great friends with mm-hmm. and she was a teacher over in Saudi Arabia for years mm. and it was walled and wired it was I, I believe she was I believe she was teaching military kids military's kids but I'm not 100% sure okay I, I, I don't know I mean she's a civilian so I don't know how that works right anyway but she was over there teaching and it was walled and and had armed guards and she's like it was all on the outside. You didn't you didn't notice it when you were in there. And she's like, I loved it. We were safe. We were probably the safest place in the country. Hmm. So that's a that's a perspective from another country. You yeah. know. That's I what I want the I teachers to feel like I and the students have, to feel like. I don't like. think that I would have felt afraid if I had like if my school was like a had fortifications and people watching over it and shit. Like growing up, I don't I just don't think that would have bothered me. I mean, maybe yeah. that's just my disposition. I can only speak for myself, but I don't feel like I would have walked into school, even as a young kid, and been like, oh, this is scary. I yeah. didn't have nightmares about it. I, I mean, if it was presented as an awful thing to me, then maybe. But, but A lot of parents are might be doing that, too, to their kids. There's a lot of terrorizing of children. But you have to understand the, the people that are giving that argument of how it's parents. bad and it's scary. They're afraid of it themselves. So exactly. they're, they're, they're going to teach their children to be afraid of it. Or don't want their children to even experience the it. The resource so. officer in my school was a fucking rock star. Like I mean, obviously there was. The oh, kids. you had Duncan, didn't you? I, I don't remember his name. I don't. Really, really big guy. Well, we had a couple through high school and stuff, but yeah, he was pretty big actually. Bald guy, mustache down like this. I don't, Great I don't, guy. I don't remember how many kids I went to school with. I don't know, but <laughs> I do remember his name. 
being like he, there were kids, of course, that were doing drugs and shit. That were like, "Fuck this guy, he's gonna ruin our lives," and I respect that. But I also I saw a lot of kids that were just like, "Hey, officer, maybe Duncan or whatever," and it, probably officer Duncan Dooley. Or I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we solved anything, but it, uh, there there are things that are being done that can be copied. Obviously, the wealthy ki- the wealthiest kids are doing something different because they have the ability to research it and to spend all the money they want to protect their kids. Let's just do that. The government has all the, you know, they're pretending that they have all the money, right? And they're spending tons of money anyway. Let's copy those things if we can or exceed them. Like, I love the idea of fucking, I know it's sad and I just want to get past the sad part. Bulletproof shit. Doors that lock fucking, that cannot be opened from the outside that are bulletproof with bulletproof walls so that, you know, like that makes so much fucking sense, especially with the amount of materials that go into a school anyway. What about like, like a Blackhawk doing this? I could see parents having an issue with a door that like is secure that you can't get into a classroom from the outside because what if you get a teacher that goes off the rails and then, you know. You could what that, if that, this. That risk is so much you know, more lightning in a bottle than. than well, but I'm you're not, right. I'm not saying the teacher goes postal and kills the kids, but what if the teacher has, they should a, be a, good has, a, has a weird relationship with one kid and locks the Oh. them in there and nobody can get in to see what's going on you know what I mean like that kind of shit well they shouldn't be able to lock them in they should only be able to lock people out of that room I think is what I was thinking but well, I don't I'm not same sure the point applies nobody can go in and hold them accountable if the door is locked I see, yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. but the kid could run out of there probably but you're right but that scenario compared to the shootings it's like yeah, you're right. There's no perfect way to do this. No. It's, somebody's, it's always trade-offs. It's never a solution. That's it's always all, trade-offs. That's why all school doors, at least from where, where I went to school, they all have to have windows. You have to be able to see in the classroom when the door is closed. Well, yeah, there's risk in everything, so you have to... Okay. If there's risk in everything, you have to decide what thing. Hmm. You have to decide what the problem is and then address that problem, understanding that those you, you are going to create other issues, but are those other issues more or less than the problem you're yeah. trying to solve? And that's what you have to figure out. Yeah, I think I think we want our kids to feel safe in school, and I think it's our responsibility as adults to recognize that the world is probably not going to be able to get rid of the guns like we have here, but we can the protect fact that, them more. The it's fact not that, insurmountable. I mean, for your, for, there could be designated safety classrooms where that have the mechanisms that you're talking about, mm. and then there's drills where it's like, in order to lock that door in that fashion, you have to have two teachers with the same key or some shit yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. just just to add a level of accountability but still create a, a zone where people can go to be safe if something bad happens or even i know this sounds even worse but a room in the classroom it's pretty bad we're so afraid room. that you as teachers are going to fuck our students that you need to have well some two not, keys and another some, teacher we're kind of we're, we're protecting sounds our children like we got other things to worry about aspects. besides yeah, some all some school shooters ruin it for everybody man they yeah. sure do but i mean it's like you say, that's another example of treat treat the symptoms, but also examine the the root cause. You know what I mean? I agree with your sentiment. It shouldn't have to be that way, yeah. but it is unfortunate. It is. So we that's, have to deal with both. Well, as the reasonableest party, <laughs> you we know have what? to try. It really and, is too. It is. Yeah. We have to try and find the most reasonableest way as the reasonableest party. That's our our mission statement. So uh, to be reasonableistist, we have to figure out the supply chain where it starts. And it sounds like mental health. All right, why don't we move on to our normal things like advice we give ourselves and things I learned and fuck this shit. Um, let's start with advice we learned or advice for that we give ourselves. This one's Jeff, and this is going to be about some physical stuff. It's about working out. Yeah, this is more about working out, and I'll be straight up. You know, this kind of goes right out to Donald. Donald wanted some of this, so Donald's, so yeah. Donald's going to get some of this. Come and, on, uh, 
and I it really so how this kind of came about is I recently changed my own. I, I'm in the midst of changing my own program from bodybuilding because I decided I wasn't going to do that. I want to I want to get into uh, Spartan races uh, by this spring. I'd like to finish a a full size one by this spring. That's my oh, goal. Yeah. So, what are the four basic areas that you that you look at? when you're trying to get healthier, the things that you should take care of yourself, just the physical portion. I mean, it's always diet, right? Diet's the first thing. Everybody's like, well, I need to stop eating fucking cake and drinking beer. Maybe have a cup of water and salad. Uh, And along with diet, it's like, well, then what do you do? You can lift weights, work on your strength, right? Mm -hmm. You can run and work on your cardiovascular, or you can, you know, do yoga maybe and and work on your, 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 stretching right and then um you know our compound movements work on endurance really endurance and so what i what i found throughout my life is i've always been really good at the diet portion when i'm on you know when i'm training for something you're masochistic good at diet you'll make yourself and and i'm you know there's been times when i'm good at lifting or there's been times when i'm good at running but never in my life have i equally had all four elements same same same. and 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 i realize that most people don't there are some people that do and they're they're incredible and they're doing spartan races and they're doing spartan races which is exactly why i want to do it because i like okay i i need to be a lot more evened out in all these disciplines i don't have to be the best at any of them but i have to be good at all of them right um so i guess the message i'm getting is it, it is good to you know, it, if you're going to start attacking this, just be mindful. Yes, diet's good. Lifting's good. Running's good. Yoga's good. What, whatever you're doing is good, but you have to remember that there are many different principles that you have to apply, which really makes it fun. Because, you know, now it's like, oh, so three days a week I want to lift weights and I can hit just the major muscles and the major things that for upkeep and, and, and strength. You know, but then there's three days where I get to really test myself with doing just a a uh, full body workout and different exercises. In fact, circuit training. I shared that with Shaden, yeah, and I think he'll appreciate it. it. Yeah, I have like, a, a, and a, I paid for it. A buddy of mine put together a program for me. Um, and yeah, get a trainer. You have to learn your ABCs though, or else you can't. Do you it. do. You do. I'll, I'll get into the get a trainer <laughs> thing here in a sec. Um, and, and then I have an actual Spartan, which is going to work on my endurance and, and my uh, cardiovascular. Uh, and it's an eight-week program. I'm going to do it for – I'm going to train for eight weeks, reevaluate, then up the training is what's going to happen. Wear, like the, the leather underwear and the cape and the – I'm totally the... wearing that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, you throw a spear. Good. Perfect. Yes. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And then the Trojans come and they cut their condoms yeah. on and they fuck it. To and death. it, oh, Wait, and, what it happened? and it cuts uh, Xerxes' cheek a little bit and he bleeds. So his own and I guess I found out he's not God. I'm not Sorry. God. <laughs> so I want to go to the one in Montana, and I guess there's a 13 mile race, a three mile race, and a seven mile race, and you get a, you, and there are three different days. Well, I want to do all three races so I can get Sweet all three God. medals and they all go together. Mm-hmm. So I think I can do that by then. Um, like they fit together. In, yeah, like Voltron. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's designed to like open yeah. up some I portal somewhere. Fucking know how to get me? And anyway, I yeah. So <laughs> I just want the jewelry. Voltron medal. <laughs> just for the sweet shit. But just be mindful <laughs> because right now I'm I'm miserable. I've got a lot of strength, but my cardio is terrible. Mm. My I mean, and I have so much pain in my hips and my back because I haven't really worked on my stretching, mm. you know, and my endurance is down. So I have to really 
relearn everything now. I'm learning. I'm I'm in a whole new realm, and it's great, and it's fun, and it's it's exciting. Um, but it hurts. It sucks. This <laughs> at the same time. I'm wondering, like, one of the things that I'm I'm trying to do for my health is like, I know that when I'm old, I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be less able to do things, and I wonder, like. I feel like one of the things you're supposed to be is nimble, like as nimble as you can be when you're older so that you're not falling and you're not, you know, keeping your hips healthy and all that stuff. And and I wonder if like playing football couldn't have, it's just not going to help me be nimble later. I mean, maybe it will, but I have some injuries that are going to nag me for the rest of my life until then and stuff. I wonder, is this something, is this going to beat your body up more or is this better for you than the, the bodybuilding as far as like I believe for when you're 70 are you going to be like fuck I shouldn't have done Spartan stuff or I shouldn't have done weightlifting like that. I believe it's going to be better for me because that's some of my problem is is the fact that I always have lower back pain and hip pain and that's been that was there long before I was lifting that's there from injuries and yeah and you know wearing 35 pounds of gear yeah. every night and I think everything comes at a cost too I mean there's no there's no perfect formula anytime you're doing stuff that involves repetitive motion motion it is it is damaging something the question is is your body able to repair it more than it gets damaged because that's i mean you, you need to damage your muscles in order to build them up you know they have to right. be damaged and repaired but at a certain point you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a balancing act and i've run into this already in my life and i'm sure jeff probably knows way more about it than i do at this point but i if i'm working out and I get into a groove that I like. So I'm doing like the same type of calisthenics for like two or three days in a row instead of mixing it up like you should. And I'm also not taking the vitamins that I need in order to recover properly in between. And I can fuck myself up for like a week to where I'm just, it, it kind of wrecks my workouts for the next week because I'm hurt. I'm in pain. Yeah. I mess myself up. So that's not, I'm doing healthy shit, but I'm doing it in a way that's not necessarily serving me in the long run. So, I mean, it's just, you kind of have to be cognizant of what am I doing? And you need to pay attention to the big picture. Like, like you're talking about Jeff, where you gotta be like, if you're doing one thing, you got to do the things that service that thing. You know, if you're doing, if you're doing your heavyweight stuff, you ought to be doing some flexibility stuff too, so that you have the ability to bounce back and recover. Yeah. And the reality is I'm paying for it now and I don't want to see you guys pay for it. So do it right. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the first, what are the four again? Uh, basically it's, it's, uh, diet and then it's your strength, cardio, uh, endurance and flexibility yeah. is really the, the best way to say that. Okay. And that's pretty easy to do really. Like if you took 30 minutes a day, you could probably get all those things throughout the week, right? Pretty well hit them all. Yeah. 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 30 minutes a day at really at a minimum, honestly, but okay. 30 minutes a day of vigorous movement. And that was the other thing that you and I've talked about too, as I the last week I've just been doing body exercises, body weight exercises, yeah, push-ups, that's my burpees, shit. <laughs> all that stuff. And it's very it inexpensive. Sucks. It's, I mean, it's awesome, but it sucks. Like I hurt. I'm in a lot of pain, pain that I haven't felt in a long time. And it's just, it's almost like I'm all anew, you know, just mm -hmm. getting started again. And I, it just, it brings me back to that first couple weeks of, you know, years ago when I got started, I just love it. That's but cool. I'm every time, as far every as time I'm pushing myself really hard with calisthenics. I remember that f early on when I was living with you, and I was just like, dude, I'm just because I was coming out of a shit situation. I was like, I'm so depressed, I can't get out of it. And you're like, let's work out. And I'm like, no, fuck off. And you're That's like, the worst you're like, thing. You're like, come on, dude, let's work out. And so I remember just <laughs> you and me doing fucking bicycle kicks on the floor, and I was right. like, we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and you felt every better. time I work out, I think about that. And shit. You felt but, better afterwards, right? Yeah, I actually come across an interesting theory on bodyweight workouts recently because the, the the whole deal is 
you don't get the same level of extreme resistance as you do when you're weight training, right? Because you, right. you can only work with your body weight. But I was listening to this guy and he said, your goal is to go to it, to get, to be able to fail more quickly. Um, so he said, if you're, if you find yourself doing like squats and, and you're doing, you know, regular squats and you can do like 40 of them and you're just like, Oh, like I have to go forever. And you're like, you're damaging yourself before you actually get to the point where you're failing. He goes, change it up into where you fail sooner and make it harder. Do one legged squats, you know, do, do twisted dragon squats. So you like find a harder variation of it that makes you fail more quickly. If the regular workout becomes too easy for you. Right. And then it, it, it changes everything as far as your muscle development right. breakdown too. Yeah. I, don't know. I thought that was cool. But. You can get to a point where that's a great way to do it is, you know, use your body weight on like one leg, like I said, one leg versus two legs. And I think that you can get to a point where you can still use a small amount of weight, but for right now, I'm I'm having fun just doing basic shit. Yeah, real basic shit. Well, and do so. The thing I've been doing recently that I really enjoy because I got I got super into yoga last year to the point where I was considering becoming an instructor, and it just the cards didn't go that way. But I still I gained a really deep appreciation for yoga. Especially, I kind of I have fun laughing at you know some of my other dude associates that are like, oh, you do yoga, bro? Like, yeah. The, why don't you do a real workout? I'm like, come fucking come do an hour floor <laughs> with me sometime, right. dude. There's two See? ways you can work out. You can move around a lot and sweat, or you can do yoga and stand in one place and sweat. You feel like the biggest <laughs> sissy you've ever felt like in your life. It's true. It's true. But no, I do. So what I've been mad doing, respect for yoga, and I suck at it, but and I need to do it more. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I'm kind of devising my own. Uh, system of like doing my regular calisthenics and then I go from like so I'll say I'll be doing push-ups I'll do 15 20 push-ups and then I'll go into downward facing dog from there and then three and I'll do like a few yoga poses and hold those and then I'll go back and finish my push-ups and then I'll roll over and do some like you know I'll do a back bridge and then I'll I'll turn that into you know doing some ab crunch workouts and so stuff. That's an interesting like, combination. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of like it's it's maintaining you're not getting into the stagnant you know completely repetitive movement and you're keeping the tension on your muscles but you're also promoting your flexibility in between sets and it's, 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 it's been great. a lot of fun to as long as you're with. doing all the movements right then you can't do anything wrong as long as you're moving and zach you and i have talked about this in the past where there's science that shows you get one of those little home trampolines that mm -hmm. you know 70s trampolines huge and just or just, just stand on just stand on a mat and bounce and jump and move around and let your arms flail. Well, there's First there's some science that bouncing around is like some of the best shit that you is. can do for your body. That is. Like it they is. talk about kids, like how kids are skipping around all the time and hopping mm -hmm. around. They're like, you, when you lose that, your your body starts deteriorating just because you're not bouncing around. Like you should get a jump rope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, just bounce around. Think about a goofball. I fake jump rope because I'm terrible with the real rope, but if I don't have a rope, <laughs> yeah. I can jump like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's first principles. It's uh, And jump rope is one of the very best exercises for the same reason but that little trampoline is so good for you it's like 15 minutes of just really just shaking all of your cells that think of it like that because it's, it's at the fundamental level exercise is the movement of your cells yeah. and so you can do and obviously the muscles react it's a bunch of cells react differently if it's weight training and stuff like that but literally like cardiovascular training and flexibility is just getting your cells to move and crazy i dare any of you to try this if you have the patience to do it because it's kind of weird uh sit in your living room or stand in your living room 
and give yourself 10 minutes of just kind of moving everything your head your neck shaking it and stuff don't it's not hard you don't have to yeah, do it have hard. a seizure it'll be fun <laughs> frighten all your friends and family and your neighbors yeah. with this preferably do it in front of them while everybody else is in the living right room. and don't stand up lay on the floor and do don't this. explain it roll your eyes back in your head too that helps a lot <laughs> but try it for 10 minutes and tell me that you're not sweating your fucking ass off and yeah. you don't feel like you just well, when you feel good afterwards too like it's kind of a weird so in uh in tai chi they do this thing called knocking where you like you take your like you're knocking on a door Mm -hmm. you know with your fists and you just knock on a bunch of different areas in your body like your lower back and over your liver and your heart and you you knock on your inner thighs and stuff and it's they they say in tai chi that it's uh, you're stimulating your chi you know and like getting it to flow around your body but really like the science behind it is that you're actually like exactly what you're saying you're stimulating your cells you're Mm -hmm. stimulating your cardiovascular system you're you know wherever is wherever you're striking you're introducing oxygen like it's like it's just really good for your body to be in vibration it is you know that's a great way to put it yeah be vibrant (laughs) all right so now that's great get a vibrator brought to you by jar exactly Not that's, that kind of no, vibrator. Yeah, Good lord. A little trampoline. Unless for fuck's you need sake. it, whatever. Yeah, either way. There's no, no shame in <laughs> 2. that. 2.7. <either. laughs> well, I got a real quick things I learned this week. Uh, this one's very important. Shane brought this to my attention because not once when I said this shit, and I've said it around him several <laughs> times, has he believed me, and he was right to not believe <laughs> yes. me. Because my credulity was found in this statement. And for those of you that guys, I think it was Is We Dumb, but it could have been The Secret Suck. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I told Dan and Joe that, well, the penis is shaped like a shovel so it can get the ejaculate out of the. The, the female so men can, can, can you know continue to procreate to get the other guys out yeah, of there exactly to get his out, yeah yeah and uh that's total bullshit <laughs> that's absolutely feel, so there's a study time, out there from 2000 been, there's been at least three times maybe five somewhere between three and five times you've made this claim in my presence i know that's and a lot ever, and, I must, and, and ever i'm johnny appleseed for this theory <laughs> my god i'm around every the world. single time i was like i remember having this knee-jerk reaction of no you just fucking read that somewhere and it can't I be did. true that's 2001 seems, that seems outlandish and your response to me was always look it up and i never cared enough to do it <laughs> but my uh, wife did <laughs> mrs scriptkeeper this scrupulous person that she is she looked it up and has disproven it and I'm thankful as fuck to not well, be. It well, is every a, time it's a working guy. theory from 20 years ago by two crackpots, two crackpots biologists. <laughs> but that's the thing. I was listening to crackpots for 20 years and didn't care to check. And that's that's on me. That's shame on me. For for, for real, I should yep. fucking care about what so if I think is true. Now we have to get our patented jar shame paddle, <sighs> and you must be right. paddled ten paddled. times. Damn it, ten. <laughs> Shit, it's 20 years that I was wrong. It's a long so time. That's maybe yeah, 20. Only half. I like being paddled. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Paddle me harder, Daddy. <laughs> anyway, I will. I'm I must still apologize. thinking about this, and I don't. It looks like a shovel. It's Fuck, not, look at your dick. It's like a fucking mushroom. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, when you think about it, you're like, that's not a shovel at all. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't I know. I think what the of fuck. your spaceship. Well, especially. Yeah. Did yours get? Did you get? We got to talk about some more childhood trauma. What's that? Did you get run over? Why? Is it flat like a shovel? Is my cock flat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that why I made the spade? Is it's that too? Yeah. No, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty robustly round. You have a different experience than I do, apparently. <laughs> First off, you got to shovel somebody else's shit out. Right. That's a problem. Whoopsie Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of competition. Like, how for, soon after would you need to get after it? To like be able you were to, saying, that's like ten seconds. Ten seconds later, you'd have to be yeah. in there as soon as the guy's done. Like literally, like out of my way. I got to get your cum out yeah. of her. Not to mention, if you're if you're not 
circumcised. Like it doesn't even. I understand not, when you're erect, the hood comes back, right? But when, if you're talking about the shovel, that's on the there's exit. No handle. It's pulling the it's pulling the hood back around. Right. The, the shovel. No, no, bit. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's going in, and the shovel is actually getting a scoop. It's grabbing it. <laughs> and then my theory has been validated. And then no. And then what happens is the foreskin then wraps over it like a tarp, and then drags it all out. Shit. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, I'm a dumb well, fuck. I've uh, never had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, if you guys go back and listen to this, I think it was on Is We Dumb. I'm sure there was a look in Dan's eye where he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's, that a, that's the look true. that Shaden's yeah. been giving me for yep. uh, several years. Yeah. And I and feel, I feel so. so so validated. I feel very credible now. I feel better now, too. My that bullshit barometer thing. is still intact. Yes, <laughs> and should operational. Be. You should be. I, I should be embarrassed because mine sucked. Shame. In that. Yeah, I feel, Shame. Feel free. But I do feel Shame. good now that I, I believe one less dumb fucking thing. So it's good. Good for you. This I'm, is our last I'm happy to be here for your growth. Fucking A, bro. Here's our I'm last thing. I'm rooting for you, pal. <laughs> Thanks. As I'm like, shamed. <laughs> My penis was the shovel for years and I liked it. Now I don't know what to do with it. Well, and now we get to have the pleasure of that being a running joke between the three of us forever. <laughs> I hope somebody has a band named Shovel Dick one day. I think oh, that's God. a great name for a band. Yes. Shovel dude. Dick. Shovel Dick. I do know a band called like Poon Hammer. Songs. Poon Hammer? Yeah. All erotic. It's kind of like Shovel Dick. There's mud, mud. <laughs> poon hammer. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I didn't there's say I didn't Andrew, say erotic. Zach, I said uh, Andrew W. Ironic. Boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know Andrew W. Boss. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some of the brothers have poon hammer. Do they poon yeah. hammer? Fuck. I found a band the other day. Crass. How crude. That was cunt slayer. I think was what it was, or some wow. just cunt punisher or something you like that you know you kind of have to respect the audacity like the balls Just, on a group of fellas to be like what are we gonna name our band boys how about cunt slayer <laughs> exactly. you know what fuck it yeah. that's what we're going with it does funny thing want to buy you, the merch I, yeah. I gotta be honest the funny thing is you think it would be a metal band but they're a folk band and i so thought you were gonna say christian band <laughs> no i'm kidding it's a metal band <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome though <laughs> we are cunt slayer like oh uh, what excuse me the children the children get them out all right the cunt in this context is the devil hence christian band <laughs> oh that's okay get them bring the kids back in bring the kids back in they're learning new words today <laughs> all right last thing it was his middle name Lucifer cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. This is our last thing of the day. And uh, it, actually, really, everyone feels this way. And Monique and I talked about this for just a handful of you. In Guns. The, uh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> it's the loud music okay. and vehicles of a neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and this, you guys yeah. brought this up. So this is just in our, in our air. I think Shaden brought this up this time. Yeah. So I have a, I have a special uh, interest in this because I live in a neighborhood where... I don't, I mean, if you're in a city center and somebody's bumping their tunes and it's hot out and they got their windows down, it's like, okay, a little inconsiderate, but whatever, you know, like I kind of get it in that context. Or if you're like at your, at their house, you know, and they're having a party and they're, they're cranking it up and it's like, okay, again, a little inconsiderate kind of makes you a dick, but also whatever it's still it's sort of your it's sort of your space and you're just enjoying it into some other people's space they want bit, you, you know? to enjoy it as much as they do yeah but i feel <laughs> like it's amplified and different from the type of person that blasts their music after putting a bunch of money into their system in their car so that they have the capability of doing <laughs> this to the most 
extreme degree possible. And they're 1989 Civic. Exactly. <laughs> rolling down, or they're Escalade with like 22-inch rims yeah. on it. Yeah. Do those just come with 22s now? <laughs> they might as well. <laughs> a few of our listeners so, are like, hey, fuck you guys. Hey, yeah, <laughs> <they're gonna laughs> I put a lot of money in that stereo. It's a competition-level stereo. I won three awards last year. Hey, I appreciate a good sound Respect. system as a, as a, a guy in a like band, that, yeah. you know, but like, but... <laughs> When you when you do that, you roll all your windows down. You drive through like a very clearly residential area, like near a park where children are playing, and you're just blasting whatever kind of music you fucking like. And you're just mean mugging people. Like I dare somebody to say something to me, even though I won't hear them. I just dare them to fucking say something. I can see their body language. It's like trolling on Facebook, but in real life, that's good though. You know what? If he gets punched in the face and deserved it, then he knew it. Good for him. That is trolling, like, in, that or is she a, kind of is. It's just a weird flex to me, man. It's it just is like, a weird who, flex. Who I'm you, so cool. Who I'm you so trying hard. to impress in my I'm neighborhood. Hard. My my neighbors, like, twelve year old son and fourteen year old daughter, are riding scooters across the street. They don't give a shit about Bye. your fucking stereo system, dude. Like, <laughs> my my theory is really simple. It's they're pissing in my ears like a dog would piss on a tree or a bear would piss on a tree. They're claiming this land. They're they're, they're it's asserting a, dominance yep. over this. So situation. they pissed on those kids. They're like, those are my kids now. Fuck well, don't piss on children. If you do, fuck you. You're an asshole. Right. Well, they're, they're pissing on them with ACDC blaring through their motorcycle speakers. That's what they're doing. Why ACDC? Because that's all I hear down our street. Because the two guys down our street, that's all they... And I know, and that's my Steve question. Down. They probably yeah, think I live ACDC. It makes me want to feel like pissing in kids' ears. They probably what? think I live here and know that I fucking hate ACDC. That's <laughs> possible. God. Hey, um, man, they're iconic. They're not my... I don't seek them out to listen to them, but I respect... I Respect yeah, the shit out of them, but the problem is I've listened to them for 35 years. I don't want to listen yeah, to them let anymore. let it go, man. I think some, <laughs> there might be something about their fans, too. I think there might be something to that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. But you saying a, their fan base is toxic? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would never go that far as saying that. I, I really do like ACDC, but I, I won't listen to them anymore. And maybe it does have to do with some of their fans. Maybe I got in a well, bar fight with a guy. impressed. You know what I mean? Like nobody's nobody ever sees somebody rolling like blasting ACDC while they're rolling down the road, and they're like, "Like wait for me, I want to roll they're like, with you, bro." Fuck yeah, what a hero! That's <laughs> not true. Usually, how dare that's you? That's not true. Oh, <laughs> that's not true. Usually, they have really long hair, but they're bald on top. Okay, <laughs> they, they have very tribal looking tattoos because they're about my age, okay, and they got a tattoo really... when they're seventeen. Yeah. I'll cover up my tattoos real quick. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's not long anymore, but it would, it would look like that. And I'm they not... are highly impressed because it just brought them back to when they were in their prime. <laughs> and oh. they never let it go. And they never let so it go. Try not to be they, that. Try they not to peaked be that. in their 20s, is that what you're yeah. asserting? And they still <laughs> dress the same. So for anybody who loves ACDC, sorry, not sorry. I no. Guess. <laughs> they no, are you know, and The whole... I don't, I've never really lived... In a place where I've had people roll by with blurry music enough to piss me off. Yeah. I, I guess maybe it's because I, I mean, I went to sleep. You live in gated communities like an elitist kind? No, really oh. what it was is I slept days, so it really wasn't much of an issue. And mm -hmm. I put on war movies to fall asleep, so it's probably not going to wake me up. Well, right. This shit happens by. in the middle of the afternoon in my neighborhood. I slept in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> well, I know, but, like it, but would, it would wake you up. Well, maybe but no, if, you, I'm, but, uh, if I'm in traffic and somebody's music is vibrating my taint in my car because their shit's so loud, like, Ooh, thanks. I do want, <laughs> I do want to at least let them get ahead of me and just kind of slide in nicely and just kind of pit Give them. Give them the pit. Use the pit maneuver and slide them 
off into off the, the road, just, just keep gently going. off of the side. Oh, of the road. You know how bad I want to do that most of the time, mm-hmm. and I've got the best vehicle for it. Yeah. And just, 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 and it, it just takes no effort. It's just, a, just a little taparoo. You just, just line it up. You just touch, touch, touch so lightly they don't even feel it. And it's just a little quarter turn, and all of a sudden they're going backwards and flying off to the side. <laughs> and they're just like, "How did that even?" End? And I just keep going. How do you like your base now, cunt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you really do it right. There's basically no contact other than just a little bit on the fender and and it right, so maybe does paint really. transfer which comes in the problem huh. that's why right, i don't do you, it paint transfer it's a problem yeah they so. find you yeah they'll find me they will find you well shit so fuck this thing loud music and this does this go with vehicles too is this or is this just about music for you monique and i were like just both things like it's mostly the, the vehicles thing a, for me because it's oh. like you 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 went to you went to great lengths to transport it to to in front of my house. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. Well, I mean, what about a loud vehicle? Where it's like, why why that? Oh, loud vehicles. Like just a what's what, how do you feel about motorcycles that are know. meant to you know, I, be? I don't know if I have rivaling to stand on because I I cut the muffler off of my Jeep right after the cat, so my Jeep is loud. So I don't know if it I is. Have. <laughs> yeah, you roll in here. Yeah, you're right. Fair enough. But it's not nearly It's the as... music of my people. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we'll leave it at that. I, loud music in the in the neighborhood. It, it intentionally seems... loud cars, yeah, that irritate the shit out of me. When I was a kid, though, I... I, the, well, I, I, I say looked... that, but my dad thinks my truck is loud. Your truck Fair. is a little loud. I guess our, trucks are loud. My Jeep isn't the most obnoxious thing on the road, but it's not quiet. <laughs> I want to. I want to sell this for. I bought a truck, and I, I think I liked Metallica because there was this kid in my neighborhood when I was like eight, and he would drive around the neighborhood blasting Metallica out of his cool truck. And it was actually pretty. It's kind of the same category as ACDC. They're exactly, different yeah. fan base, but same type. Much, of vibe. much better, I think. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I agree. But I, I remember looking at him going, one day I'm gonna, when I'm 16, I want to buy a truck and I want to blast Metallica down that road, and I goddamn did. Bro. So you're saying that it's going to impress eight-year-olds? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Right on. Good job. There you go. Good job. <laughs> we have just determined it's juvenile behavior. That's that's why we fuck that thing. Grow out of it. <laughs> and that's the most important thing of the show, I think, is grow the fuck out of it. <laughs> well, I think we're done. This is this has been a fucking hell of a ride. Oh, did we make it? Is the ride over? It is. This is our fifteenth uh, episode. <laughs> Let's go again. Like, can we stay on a corn dog? Yay. Let's get some better tickets. Yeah, I want a chichuro. Those are mm. a what? The is that what they're called? Chichuro. Chichuro. I think it's just it's chichuro. Just <laughs> I think chinchilla. I'm learning is so the much about myself today. It's too much. I've learned. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're chichuro. stuttering in Spanish. I'm chichuro. not. Yeah. Did I say chichuro? I've learned. I've learned that shovel dicks aren't a thing, and that a chichuro is a stupid thing that Zach made up in his head. And I think I learned another dumb thing about myself. But yeah. I don't remember. Shit. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's more. Mm, there'll F- be more. Ephelon Pierce. Well, tune Those in for the next time uh, as I humiliate myself in front of all of you. Yeah. It'll anyway. probably be my turn next time, <laughs> if we're being honest. Hopefully. God damn, let's point it at him next time, would we? <laughs> don't point those at me. That's not safe. Well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, definitely check us out at scatcast.com for more of this stuff or wherever you find podcasts. Dumb. You can get a hold of us. Yes, dumb. At uh, just a ride pod. Just a ride pod. It's just a ride pod at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us, and we'll be reading some letters next time, I think. Yeah. But yeah, we've yeah. had some great ones this last week. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some good ones. Good good shit on Discord, too. Uh, Discord. Discord. See, you did it. You're Discord. a dummy. It's not churro. It's churro. Where you go to diss your fellows. Mm, uh, it, Discord. <laughs> no, yeah, it's been some good, some good shit on there. I've enjoyed hanging out with uh, you guys, and I guess... Uh, 
shout out to Red Irish Lizard. I know that her dog passed away this yeah. week, and I was all sad to hear that. It reminded me of your kitty and yeah. my my blue healer. Well, you guys said some it's always, wonderful it's always things super too. Sad, but yeah, I hope I hope you're doing all right, Les. And uh, you know, thanks for sharing that with us and letting us kind of help. I love what you it, wrote you know? too. That was a pretty pretty well pretty thought out yeah you, if you want to see my feelings you can go on discord and yeah. I, I let him out mrs scriptkeeper was in there too and and i love seeing our community do those kind of things that was but yeah our, my heart goes out at, to you for sure i gotta get better at that format yeah. i get i get a little lost in the conversation you're doing and all right when to pop you're, in you're doing all right you're so like you're on there more than zach is zach's always in his I, I try to get on mad science <laughs> but i mean like okay this just one discord so let's just say i see you say something and i'm you know three hours later so it's up there in a way do i just tap on your name to respond to that and it sends you a message or how do i get it into the feed on one i tried to answer i, I tried to reply in a feed and i ended up sending a message and that's not oh, what i intended to do yeah so you don't want to click on their name you want to click like next to their name on the message itself and and uh i think if you're if you're on your phone i think you just press and hold or if you're on a computer i think you right click on it um but there's a reply option and it'll like it'll like tag that so that when you reply it'll be like oh that person knows that you replied and everybody that. knows okay. that you're re referring to that message. So there you go. There's your discord oh. pro tip for the day. From Shaden. I can't think of a better way to end the show. <laughs> so as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. 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 It's just a ride. Whoa. It's just a ride. Bing. Bong. Bong.